It's time to get your checking account to zero with free checking from PenFed. That's zero ATM fees, zero balance requirements, and zero time spent waiting for your paycheck to direct deposit because you can receive it up to two days early. Open your account with just $25 and see how big zero can be. Apply online today at PenFed.org slash free checking. Early direct deposit eligibility may vary between pay periods and timing of payers' funding. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishy, then you probably smell the crooked referees on Roger Goodell. Look, like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma. All right, welcome, welcome, welcome. You're now rocking with the Sports Coma with Big Q and the guys where we have intense, entertaining, educating, and enlightening sport talk from your favorite sports fam. Shout out to the fam. Appreciate y'all being with us with this quick stream on Saturday night, kind of reacting to what the hell we seen from the Saints matchup last Thursday. It is Saturday now. Got an opportunity to kind of go over everything, look at everything, and let me tell you something. It's not looking very good, but 
They got a lot of time to turn this around, man. A lot of football left to go in this season. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. First and foremost, shout out to the LSU Tigers. They took care of business tonight, knocking off Army, blanking them. Shout out to the Tulane Green Wave. They handled the business as well. So both our college clubs down here got wins. And, of course, the Saints did not. So, <laughs> yes. All right, so anyway, uh, this show right here, Saints facing big issues as they fall to three and four. Later on after the news, we're going to allow the family members to chime in. It's not going to be a long late night show, of course. Uh, I'm going to let uh, maybe about an hour worth of call in. So if you guys want to pop in, jump in, jump out, let somebody else get in there and kind of chime in uh, and get their words in. So shout out to the fan. Appreciate y'all being in the stream. Appreciate you guys. I hope you're having a fantastic weekend. Thus far, hope you guys are doing okay. So, like I said, we're going to cover this article right here by Niles. And then, of course, we're going to move into uh, the teleconference that Dennis Allen did today or yesterday, rather. And then, of course, we're going to co- play something by Peter King. And then after that, we'll take a few therapy calls. <laughs> Let people kind of get it off the chest. So big ups to the fan. Please feel free to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, and by all means, feel free to share the show on your social media feed. We up in this thing, man. Shout out to the fam. So let's get right into this article from whodaddaily.com. Saints big bet on car, a financial roller coaster ride. And this is kind of based on factors dealing with cars contract that now sent. All right, Saints are in a tight spot with Derek Carr, whose performance has left, left family members questioning the franchise decision to retain him. At the heart of the matter is Carr's weighty contract, which promises him a full guaranteed salary of $30 million for 2024, further complicating the financial landscape. An additional $10 million is set to become fully guaranteed in 25 if Carr remains with the team in March of 2024. Now, this ties the Saints' hands as trading Carr postseason would, trade, would still saddle them with a substantial almost $23 million in cap charge for 24. In the attempt to release him before June 1st could burden the Saints with an even heftier, almost 53 million, although this could be offset by the 30 million salary. Now, a post June 1st release designation would split the dead charge cap over the couple of years with over 17 million carried into 25. He should remain in 2024 and Cowers cap, with the, which will stand at almost 36 mil. Yet, trading card presents his own set of challenges. His contract includes a no-trade clause, granting him the power to veto potential trade partners. This stipulation complicates matters as if the Saints found an interested party, Carr could easily decline if the destination isn't to his liking. And Why would any team finalize such a trade if the quarterback isn't vested? Saints, therefore, face a challenging decision after the 23 season. Releasing Carr prematurely could severely disrupt the financial plans for 24 and 25. And it's a stark contrast to the situation the Raiders found themselves in back in 22. Despite the inking a widely publicized three-year, 121.5 million contract card, the Raiders had an exit strategy after just one year, which they promptly exercised. So it kind of left us on the hook right there. But the reality is, as we see it, I don't, in just my perspective on the matter, and I'm going to say this, and my family members can say what they're going to say, and I'm going to show you this article right here from uh, Sports Skeeter. And I was looking around to see if I can uh, uncover any details 
about Dennis Allen's salary. And I don't know where these people got it from because it's still unofficial. But I'll show you what they're saying his contract is worth. Now, this is this is not validated, but we'll I'll show you that in a second. But my thought process on the car deal is the Saints are stuck with car. That's what the thumbnail says. You're stuck with them. You're stuck with them. And when you bring them in here, you understand that after one year, they're going to want, they're not going to get rid of them after one year. They're going to try to sell you on a second year with him and Dennis Allen. This, that was the game plan. Like last year was a lot of pressure to get rid of Dennis Allen. Because a lot of people felt Dennis Allen wasn't head coach material. He had lacked certain attributes that head coaches that are successful have. And that's quite evident with the team's recent string of losing against nine playoff uh, teams that we don't consider, you know, I ain't going to say on Saints level because Saints ain't showing no level right now. So what was really interesting about the whole dynamic is Carr is not going anywhere right now. Okay. We're just looking at the money and, the, and what the litigious stuff behind it is, the paperwork behind it. Not going anywhere right now. Not going nowhere right now. You know, just to keep it real with you, neither is Dennis Allen. I'm just going to keep it real with you. The Saints are going to do everything they can. Remember, and let me just say it like, remember last year when the pressure was on the Saints so hot and heavy last year from the 7-10 and 10 season, they were supposed to do press conferences at the end of the year. Did they do those press conferences? No, they did not. They ran. They ran. And then when Mickey Loomis and them finally came back to the press conference, he said, and we got this all on tape, we're just recorded on these on these shows on I it's all you know it's all archived on the shows. That's why I play a lot of it because a lot of that stuff disappears later on. But on here he said that he was upset himself and had to take some time to chill. Now, of course, between that time frame, he played golf and did all of the little stuff right there. But no, if you was upset, you'd have done something. You, if you was upset, you would have done something. Everybody knew that this was not the good hire, and everybody knew why you hired Dennis Allen because Sean Payton told you to. That's 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 the that's the the long and short of it, as they say. That was the long and short. That's the only reason why we got Dennis Allen because nobody else was interested in hiring him. Nobody else in, even took the time to offer him an invitation for a head coaching job. I still don't know how he beat out Doug Peterson, who has a championship ring, who came in here and kicked, you know, kicked you in between the washing machine and the dryer, as they say. So we understand, man, you know, that these people get blindsided by they make bad decisions because they're too damn close to the pitcher. And that's the problem at times. But everybody in my knew that Dennis Allen wasn't a good choice. But the Saints delved in and dug in even deeper and said, okay. What else do you need? Last year was an aberration. You went back from nine and seven to seven and ten. Saints are currently three and four right now. Prior to the season, what you need? Well, we need health to be an issue. Saints have relatively been healthy in terms of the skill set players. They struggle with some offensive line issues, but still could have won games. You see, uh, them went and got the quarterback that he drafted. Put him there. Several coaches they've added that have had success. But like I said, when the offense struggling, and it's not just a harmony type state where they comp- they're competing and, you know, doing this, 
the Saints irresponsibly took three quarters before they tried to win the game in the last quarter. They had nine points in three quarters and then tried to put a bunch of points together in the fourth quarter to win the game. What sparked the offense, the two-minute, you know, doing the two-minute offense? That's something I was saying previous. It's not hard. If your offense is struggling, you need to kind of to get the tempo up, jump into the two-minute offense, let it create a spark. I also said, before even looking at any film, that De- Derek Carr is standing up there and he's not going through his progressions. Everything is rushed and he's dumping it down. You look at the statistics and you see how often he's dumping it down. That's a clear sign that he's not cycling through his progressions responsibly. Because you can't tell me as many times as you're dumping it down that there's not a better option upfield. He's not seeing it because he's roughing through his progressions because he's not comfortable. Like I said, he needs to calm down and make the throw. So, and then there's arguing and fussing between wide receivers who didn't run out routes. And Chris Olave is not known to be a slacking ass wide receiver. Chris Olave didn't do that at Ohio State. And people are stepping up and defending their guy because that's a bad mark. You don't know why a receiver that's worth his salt wants somebody to pin on his name that he's a slacker and that he doesn't finish routes like he's supposed to. If Derek Carr was a real leader, Derek Carr wouldn't do this. He wouldn't be bitching and complaining on the sideline about one throw that went or one whatever play that he's seen as a problem. What about all the other bullshit you've been doing out? How about all the overthrowing and underthrowing? The fact that you're not seeing wide open wide receivers running down the field on plays. How do you explain that? Is that Chris Olave's fault as well? See, the main issue on the field and why the Saints offense is not excelling is because of their quarterback. Now, of course, they're going to have people that's going to come out, including Dennis Allen, and they're going to stand up there and protect this guy because to sink him is to sink Dennis Allen. He's tied at the hip with Carr. So he's going to try to do everything they can to protect Carr. So if he was a real leader or anybody that was worth his salt, he would own those mistakes and don't put we in it. Just say I. You don't have to say we need to play better. Speak for yourself because you're the problem. You are the problem. You are the damn problem on the field. So anyway, let's move on to this, man. And this is, uh, this is an article right here. Sports Skeeter. So you say they got Dennis Allen's salary on here. I don't know if this is Trump just using this as a reference point uh, for the conversation. Dennis Allen makes around five million annually with the Saints. And this is where a lot of people are getting the information from. They're saying this is actual Dennis. This is not verified. So I'm telling you all this. This is not verified information. But this is what's floating out there. And this is what some of the reporters were saying. His contract numbers are, but like I said, they said he makes around 5 million annually, right? Last year, they said he signed a deal worth 32 million for four years. And it is saying at 32 mil at four years, at four years. That is not <laughs> more than the annual $5 million. And that's what I'm saying. This is what they believe it is. If that is indeed the case, which I don't think it is, but maybe it is, depending on how, because it's a reason why you would keep his contract. If it was league and, and this is the common sense of it, 
if it was an annual contract, like an annual salary that most coaches in his uh, range of whatever he is, his his level gets, that's one thing. Nobody would not review or release the details of an annual average as contract. It has to be more than the annual is saying that it is for you to say, like, you know what, let's hold on back right here. Because if they, if he doesn't work out and they find out how much we paying him, this could be some stuff on me. So this is them, Mickey Loomis in particular, given the option to not to release those details of his contract, which would also explain why they're not quick to release him or fire him after the first year or even the second year. Cause they're not, they don't want to cut him or fire him or whatever you're going to do. Then have to pay him, settle with him and then bring somebody in here to do his job. They're not interested in that. They don't want to compound. They just want to bank out and make money. They don't want to pay out any money. That's how these guys work. So it's very, it's very interesting and, and intriguing all at the same time. But the reality is I just think that the saints, they have a lot of time on their hands to figure this out, but it's not very, not very good to have beefs inside of the team locker room that's leaking out to the press and players commenting on comments from press reporters about what's going on in the team. That's not going to work. And see, listen, history repeats itself. This was a similar situation, similar, not exactly the same than what the the, the whole scandal that happened with J- Jameis Winston when Jameis was complaining about not getting an opportunity to play and said Dennis Allen lied to him. Well, what happened to Jameis for the rest of the year when he was healthy after he came back from the injury and wasn't on the injury list anymore? Discover a healthier, happier you with Veganuary 2024. Your health isn't just small potatoes, it's a big deal. So this January, you are invited to make a change that matters by trying Veganuary's 31-Day Vegan Challenge. Switching to a plant-based diet reduces your carbon footprint and makes a positive impact for animals. Every meal is a vote for the kind of world you want to create. Ready to make a change? Sign up today at Veganuary.com. Vote for veggies. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. He never seen the field for that for the rest of that for that year. And I told family members, I said that's because that's Dennis Allen. Dennis, I told y'all when that happened, I said he's a petty dude. He won't apologize for what he did. He's just gonna simply look opposite the way of Den- uh, Jameis and let him sit there for the whole damn year on the bench. And that's exactly what he did. That's a weird way, and they finally settled that off the you know off ultimately during the season before the season started. They worked it out and came back to the team. But like I said, it's certain characteristics as a head coach this man lacks. You know, obviously, he's not being a person that is controlling the flow, not, not controlling the flow of information, but, you know, letting players that need to know, listen, fam, let's just keep this in here. And star players like an Elvin Kamara or Michael Thomas or really good players like a Chris Olave and all these guys 
you see them out there performing. You see them out there doing the best they could do, and they end up losing because a lot of these guys come from winning. They're, they're not used to all this losing-ass stuff. So there's a bit of frustration. But I'm going to tell you what I don't like. On the field, I don't like how Carr's handling all of this. I don't like the fact that he's yelling at Carmichael when he the one stinking it up out there. Carmichael ain't the one that's not going through your progressions for you to see who is open, who he's not the one. Carmichael is not the one that's causing you to overthrow, underthrow wide receivers. Carmichael is not the one that's doing that to you. He has to take onus of this and he has to take it. and, And it's very upsetting to me to see him being petulant like this, running around cussing, fussing at P. Carmichael, pointing at Chris Olave, and keeping up this foolishness about who did what where and talking about one damn bad play when there's several plays that this guy is missing on the field all around him. Making these weird gestures, not staying composed. And I I said during the game, this guy need to get under control, man. He's fussing and pointing like he got something going on. Joe Montana didn't even do that, man. And Joe Montana had it together. You got to poise yourself if you're going to lead people. And the offense is behaving just like him. It's erratic. It's crazy. And when he does shit like that, when it when it ends up happening is people start losing respect for him. You got to take responsibility for your own shitty actions, not these other guys. Because you the one that have the ball more than anybody. You touch the ball every play, offensively speaking. You are the difference maker. You have the ability to go to the right person. You touch that ball more than anybody out there more than anybody, even Elvin. He touches the ball more than anybody. So he's the key to this. If he stinks and he's not seeing things the proper way, then the Saints offense is going to stink. You know, he's king check down. That's what he is because he's nervous. He, he's not fluidly going through. I ain't have to look at the all 22 to see that. I was looking at it on television. I say this guy is not even, I said it during the play-by-plays. I say this guy is not organically or fluidly going through his progressions. He looks left and then right, looks right quickly and then jerks back and goes to the check down. You know, so it's like he he's not comfortable back there. And and right, and it's a lot of doubt in this game. He's not very confident. If you read his body language, the dude is not very confident back there. And that's what people are picking up on. Anyway, talking about inconsistent and not knowing what the hell he's doing. Here's your head coach, Dennis Allen. We're going to react to what he said, some of it for the press conference. Then we're going to play a snippet of what uh, Peter King and Mike Floria, Floria from, uh, I forgot his show, was saying about Derek Carr and the Saints offense. But here's Dennis Allen from the conference from yesterday. Here we go. What did you thought about what kind of your evaluation of how Derek Carr played last Yeah, look, I think it was much like um, – you know, I said last night, I think there were some really good things that he did. Um, and yet I thought there was a couple of plays that um, all of us would like to have back. Um, so I think that's a that's a microcosm of, you know, where we're kind of at as a football team. We've got to be able to be, like I said last night, more consistent. And, uh, uh, you know, until we do, we're going to have a lot of the ups and downs that we've been seeing. Yeah, it's been drawing a lot of... Uh a lot of attention is the go route down the right sideline on a third down from uh, Derek to Chris. Can you tell us a little bit about what y'all saw on the tape from rewatching that one? Well, look, we, we felt like there was a matchup there. Um, uh, are you 
talking about um, the the deep ball that um, kind of went out of bounds. Is that the one you're talking about, yeah. or you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Look, I mean, that's one of those where you know Chris has really kind of got what's what's kind of referred to as a bus ticket release, um, which means he's got a must outside release. You know, take off and and uh, try to clear the defense out. Uh, you know, Derek thought there was a good chance to get a one-on-one shot with him on the outside lanes, which, you know, in our league, if you get a chance to, you know, get a good player in a one-on-one matchup, uh, that's what a lot of this league is, is about. Um, and, uh, and you know, Chris Chris didn't, you know, he didn't run that route the way that it needs to be run. So uh, that's what happens. So we get, we end up having a throwaway there. All right, so what about the rest of them, though? We aren't, we're not going to sit here and be misdirected and, and, you know, and pushed into one throw on interaction of him acting like he was petulant, pointing down the field, fussing. He didn't run the route correctly. What about the rest of them? What about all the rest of the funky drives that he operated and ran into the mud? Can we discuss those? What about all the other stuff, the overthrows, the underthrows, the missed opportunities when guys are running free and clear down there? Could we talk about those? See, he's going to this guy is going to protect Carr because he's tied to the hip with Carr. You want a car here. He did everything he could to run that car. So ultimately, what's going to end up happening is they're going to he's going to sink and swim with Carr because he's tied to him. This is what it is. So people people know what time it is. All right. Shout out to you, Brent. Thank you, sir, for the uh, cash app. Thank you, sir. Let me read your cash up here. He says, Brent, uh, he says, <laughs> for somebody do need a bus ticket. There you go. <laughs> so, okay. He said, okay, what's the, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to send it to you, Brett. We're going to, we're going to, I'm going to put it right after we do the, uh, where that, right after we play these two interviews and then I'm open up the phone lines for about an hour. Then I'm going to cut out. Cause I'm not trying to do a super long show. So, you know, we just, I just want to get the family members in there so they can get their, you know, their thoughts on what happened during the game. But we're going to get through it. But thank you, bro. Appreciate the cash app. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Far too kind. All right, hold on, fam. Let me get it. There we go. I know a lot of attention has gone to you know some effort things and and things like that with with and, and you know Chris has come up a couple of times in that, but so certainly not just with him. But how are those things that you approach and, and try to clean up on a daily basis? Yeah, well, look, I just was talking to uh, Joe Woods just a minute ago, talking about some of those things from a defensive standpoint. So I think all of those things are things that. You know, um, like I said last night, we get an opportunity to kind of reset just a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think those are all things that, that have to be addressed, um, you know, over this little kind of, call it mini-buy. And and those are things that need to get cleaned up because if they don't get cleaned up, we're going to continue to get the same results. Would you say the decision to not start Trevor Penning is 100% performance-based, or is there some other component to that decision? No, I think I think um, a couple of things. Look, I think um, so 
some of it is performance-based. Um, you know, some of it is, you know, I think, you know, when you have a young player and they have some struggles, um, you know, what you don't want is them to continue to struggle and lose that confidence. And so I think it's an opportunity for him to kind of, you know, like I said before, get, get a chance to see the game from a different perspective um, and, and, and then get a chance to get into practice and work uh, to improve, um, and yet, you know, maybe not all have all the pressure of having to go out and perform on game day. Um, and so, that's kind of where we're at with Trevor. Dennis, will you follow the exact same schedule that you followed on mini buys in the past, or, or will you guys spend more time kind of reviewing and, and working on fixes and being in the offices than usual? Yeah, I think we're gonna. We're going to be. I'm. I'm out of. I'm out of pocket for a, a personal reason, um, and so uh, there's going to be a lot of work that's going to be done, uh, and yet it won't be all in the office. And and how much do you think you guys will consider like significant changes to how you're doing things, who's doing them, all that kind of stuff uh, while you have this reset period? Yeah, I think I think that's all stuff that needs to be evaluated. You know, so I wouldn't say that, um, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've made any decisions on that at this point, and yet I, don't, I wouldn't say that we've ruled anything out at this point. So I think we'll just, uh, you know, we'll, we'll take some time here over the next couple of days and kind of look where we're at, you know, offense, defense, kicking game. What do we need to do better? How do we need to do better? Um, I think we've identified some challenges, all right, but – it's not about identifying the challenges. It's about finding the solutions to those challenges. So that's what that's what we've got to work on. That's what we've got to get accomplished. Da, um, on the broadcast coming out of halftime, it's, uh, when you were kind of doing that sideline interview, it was uh, a comment about yep. uh, Robert Curry um, giving kind of this this halftime speeches. Is, is that a usual thing or, or how does that work? Is that no, I think, I think, I think that was, I think that was, uh, RC in the moment feeling like, um, you know, it's easy for, for, you know, people to think, well, it's not, I'm not, you know, it's not me. And yet, you know, um, RC stepped up and said, you know what? Yeah. It, all of us, you know, it's all of us. So step up and do your job. And uh, so it was, good. It, it was good. Uh, one of the things that you had, had mentioned last night was... Uh... Pause it for a second, fam. Uh, shout out to the fam. Uh, quarterbacks. I mean, just to make mention, remember the Saints attempted um, to get Deshaun Watson. They went all out for Watson. And that was what last year they tried to get Watson. Watson ultimately, you know, got bought out by Cleveland, sold his soul to go to Cleveland for the money. And really, I don't think he was serious about the Saints, to be honest with you, because while he was using, he was listen, you know, holding the Saints offer, he was secretly behind the scenes communicating with Atlanta to get Atlanta to bring certain people to their team, then he would join the team. He was trying to use the Saints as leverage to go back to Atlanta. So I never, I don't think Deshaun Watson ever was a serious candidate in his mind to the Saints. The second year under under Dennis Allen, he made it a point to go out and get 
He went hell bent. He tried to trade for him at the end of the year. Carr turned him down, you know, with the move. He wanted to get the money and see this is. And, and the thing about it is when you bring a guy like that in here uh, with these, this team was an already a very good team. You know, they're not a bottom dwelling team. They had talent here. Elvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Rashid Shaheed. They had talent here already. Jawan Johnson. These guys were already very good. They just needed somebody to be competent just to be able to deliver the ball on time, lead the huddle. And that was something that we was missing last year due to injury to our, you know, to our quarterback room. So Carr was supposed to be the guy to come in here and help out. We only were three and four. So right now it's not looking very good for Carr because the way to get guys with you, because it appears to me that you have a split locker room here. You don't need this to win. You can't win with a split locker room. So the Saints have big issues. That's why the show's called that. They got big issues beyond the field. Because guys, and I'm not saying guys, because I know who it is. It's Carr. It's one guy needs to take responsibility for poor throws and being a petulant child out there fussing and complaining when he making more mistakes than anybody. He's not ta- He's not owning it because it's a hunt and see that's 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 very that's gonna be a that's gonna be a teardown because you because the the pressure you cannot get away from the pressure of a hundred and fifty million dollar contract over four years to this guy and this what you're getting in your first year through seven games is a guy that don't want claim total responsibility for what's going on don't talk about them in there you you take speak for your own self if you want to talk about people respecting you, you have to speak for yourself. Me personally, a question was asked from one of the family members, uh, which quarterback that I would prefer. I can't even see that right now, bro, to be honest with you. And, I, you know, I can't even see that. You know, uh, um, you know, I just want a competent quarterback that has a clock in his head, that feels the pocket, that understands when the pocket collapses, that he can't stand in there and get sacked on, that he has to be able to step up and deliver an accurate ball. If he needs to put some air underneath the ball to float it to one of our receivers that he should do it, that he can do it. If he sees the opening in front of him that he takes off and pick up five yards or 10 yards because nobody's spying for him, you know, something like that, you know, to be comfortable enough to be able to cycle through the progressions because the way he playing, he don't believe in offensive line in front of him. And that's why I was saying the Saints need to take the ball out of his hands because they're not going to bench him. And we have a lot of time between now and the cult game to be able to figure out what changes. But all I hear is the same rhetoric that I've been hearing over the last several weeks is that we got to clean it up. Very general stuff that he always says when they have a bad performance that we got to clean it up. We have to figure out what to do. It's the same stuff. And they said that prior to the two game losing streak that we're currently on. We have to clean. It's the same stuff over and over again, which frustrates people, which indicates to people that you don't have any answers, that you don't know what you're doing. So it's very sad, man. But uh, Ronald Curry should be given an opportunity. He's not going to throw Pete Carmichael under the bus. He was supposed to put, well, now I don't want him to throw him under the bus. But when somebody is not performing and the offense is suffering because the offense is dragging the whole team down, is dragging the team down. Is dragging the team down. The offense is supposed to be carrying the team, and the offense barely scores touchdowns. It was 
just like somebody put jet fuel in the offense to force him to do something. It was a million check downs. Elvin did a fantastic job. Michael did a fantastic job. And then truth be told, he delivered a catchable ball to the left corner end zone to Foster Monroe, who simply dropped it. It was not ideal, but he put two hands on it. The man dropped it. Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts. At Henson, we're looking forward to the holidays, and that means more time in the kitchen. Now, imagine your trusty kitchen knife had a wobbly handle. You'd be nervous. Well, the same is true in shaving. Most razors on the market today don't support the blades well enough, allowing them to flex and bend. This is the source of razor burn. At Henson, we used our 20 years of aerospace manufacturing to solve this problem, supporting the blade so you can use it confidently. To learn more and to get 100 blades for free, go to hensonshaving.com holiday. If he had to lay out to catch it and drag his feet, whatever, you're getting paid to catch it. That's unexcusable. I have no patience or no tolerance for guys dropping touchdowns. I'm sorry. If you drop in the first down ball or, or something, two, th- three, two things that you cannot do. It's a cardinal thing that you shouldn't do is drop a touchdown pass that you need to tie, tie a game or to win a game or drop in a third down where you need it to get you to some new set of downs to keep you in the game. Those are two very, you know, those two cardinal things that you cannot do. A drop touchdown in the back of the end zone, which could have tied the game. You can't do that, bro. And the man was beat down and he had to do all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's part of the game. You know, you're going to drop some. You got to eat plenty of season left, but he got to work his ass off to come back and fix it. But now he's not the only one. It's also a car. But really and truthfully, I say one play did not win the game or lose the game. That's some bullshit, man. That's BS. If he catches the ball right there, the game is tied. Don't talk about one play to take pressure off of him. No, you cannot make them take away the accountability. He dropped it. Let him live with it. It'll make him a better person. This man's fought through cancer. You don't think he'll make it through dropping a touchdown ball in the seventh week of the season? This man beat cancer. Of course he can be able to make it through this. It's just a game in his mind, and he beat. he's won at the ultimate game. He's still living. He beat a disease or dropping a touchdown ball. He'll make it through it. But you cannot protect them from the school. You can't protect them from those things. Those things supposed to come to make you stronger and better as a person and as a team. So I ain't shielding none of them from no irresponsible from what they're supposed to be accountable for. Whatever you do, you have consequences for you. You got to live with it. So let's go back to this. Here we go. In kind of the, the hurry up that, you know, there's a lot of calls being made at the line by by Derek. Can you elaborate on kind of what that what that process is as best you can in terms of how those plays are called in those hurry up situations? Yeah. So typically, when you get into one of those two minute hurry up situations, um, and uh, there there's a smaller menu of plays, mm-hmm. um, and so there's call it. I, I won't get into numbers, but there's, you know, a, a, a number of plays that we can get to, um, and 
and a lot of times Derek is getting to based on what he's been seeing, you know, the best play for that look. Uh, and at the same time, there's communication coming in for Pete on the sideline. Hey, you know, you might want to get to this or you might want to get to that. So he's given him some, some menu options. And I would say that that's extremely common, you know, in our league for that type of, you know, uh, when you're in those situations and you're and you're going up tempo like that, I think we saw that the hurry up really picked up the the tempo of the offense and even the productivity. There's, of the look, offense. there's no there's no question. I felt like that was uh, uh, you know something that that you know jump started the offense a little bit. We kind of got going there, and um, you know I, I think you know obviously that's that's something that you know maybe that maybe that's something that can benefit us as we you know, continue to go through this season. Um, there's a lot of time for us to continue to work to get better. I mean, we're seven games into the season, so we're not even at the halfway point. Um, and, and yet, you know, we know that we, we've got we've got to play better. Uh, so I thought coming out of that game, I thought there were some encouraging things uh, in terms of, you know, our ability on offense and, and things that we can do. I think we, we saw what we can be offensively. Um, and and so um, I think we got to really evaluate what we're doing in those situations and, and see how much we can incorporate that in, you know, to a weekly occurrence. Uh, and yet, as I said last night, you know, you're not gonna you're not gonna be able to play every game, throwing the ball 55 times, or playing every game in a two minute offense where you're, you know, throwing the ball every down. That's just not gonna. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't lead to a lot of success in our league over a long period of time. So um, I think that's something that can be a part of it. Uh, and yet I don't think that's something that, you know, kind of becomes who you are going to be on a, you know, play in and play out basis. All right. So let me uh, add this to it. Cause they got family members that probably don't know uh, or realize that, I mean, people that don't uh, follow the saints as much as we do. Dennis Allen has a, um, a short leash with the Houdat Nation. And this is not something for this year. This is something that carried on from last year when the team went backwards as opposed to going forward. It went from 9-7 and seven to 7-10. Seven and 10. And now you're looking at teams the Saints should beat. We should be able to beat a Green Bay. Uh, we should be able to beat uh, a Tampa Bay led, led by Baker Mayfield. We should be able to beat a young Houston Texan team that played competitively. But a lot of what's going on with Dennis Allen is his own doing. And I, hell, I didn't do it. I didn't coach the team. And, and, you know, and people are saying, Q, it's, yes, a lot of football left. But brothers, sisters, this people don't believe in Dennis Allen. You got to give people a reason to believe. They're not going to believe in junk. They're not going to believe in just anything. You got to give them some kind of proof or evidence to make them understand that you know what you're doing. And that's the problem here. The people aren't wrong here. I've never listened in a long time since we've been doing this show for a, a decade. I've never seen the, the the family members in the media lined up in a line like this. They all are in point on code with each other saying y'all are right. And they all in the straight line with the team. I've not seen that before. Even Last year and years before, there'll be like a line or several of them that'll be saying, oh, we need this, that, and the third and this. And that line retreated last year when they seen how the team was ran. 
because they have eyes and they understand when you know what a leader is. They know what a leader is. Everybody know what a leader is. You know what a competent leader is. And, you know, people that know what they're doing, that's poised to have a, a game plan. You can see it and feel it to know what's going on and so on and so forth. You know that. And he has to give the family members a reason to believe. That's just what it is. They're not going to believe in junk and lies to be let down week after week. No. Enough is enough on that. So he has to show and prove and stop saying the same stuff over and over because that's indicating that you don't have any answers. If you, you're saying the same regurgitated commentary every week that you lose games that you should have won, you know, it's just crazy, man. But I just wanted to throw that in there with him. And uh, I'm going to play a little bit of this. Then I'm going to jump to what Peter Kingdom was saying about it. Here we go. So if you find something in, in a hurry up like that, there are things, there are elements of that that are transferable to a standard tempo that you can re- that you feel you can replicate. Is that right, or does that yeah. only apply yeah. to the hurry up situation? Well, yeah. I mean, there's 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 some things that that you know can apply to that. I think one look also one of the things that you see when you go when you go fast, um, you know, offensively, it limits what you can do, um, and yet I also think it limits a little bit in terms of what the defense can do. Um, sometimes you don't you don't see as many you know exotic looks and things of that nature. So, uh, but I think that's a balance you know in your offense where you can incorporate some of that uh, and yet not not be that way all the time. Thank you, Dennis. What is your impression of where Chris Olave is at in his development? Since that that, that one play was obviously heavily scrutinized, but a few things have been scrutinized with him right, from the outside looking in, I guess. Yeah, look, I, I think um, I think there's a lot of good things that I see him doing, and 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 I would say I keep coming back to this. I just think it's the inconsistency with which we are operating. Um, you know, there's obvious um, you know shots of guys that are doing it right and. When they do, it looks really good. It's efficient. It's effective. Um, and then there's plays where, you know, it's not efficient and effective, and it's not being done exactly the way that we need it to be done. And and um, and so that's that's what has to that's what has to be cleaned up. Is it unusual to see this? happening in a player's second year or were there elements of this that had to be managed during the during I, look I, I think <laughs> I think not you know when you're dealing right. when you're yeah I think when you're dealing with with uh you know young players I mean I, I think you do see inconsistency um mm-hmm. and and I think that's something that we have to continue to work to work on I think that's something that that he has to continue to work on and a lot of our guys have to continue to work on I don't think you need to pinpoint Chris Olave like that. Maybe he should kind of delve in on his quarterback. No matter the occasion, whether it's a date or a family holiday outing, daytime ice skating at Cameron Run Regional Park is sure to delight. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria, skate on the outdoor rink and stay warm with hot chocolate or make s'mores over a fire pit. This unique winter experience is only available for a limited time. Open daily December 18th through 30th and weekends in January and February. Buy tickets today at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. 
Go to your quarterback and talk to him and use the same energy toward that quarterback. And everybody know, even people that are novice to the game understand and know that Carr has a major issue here. He touches the ball more than anybody. Because it ain't he's because you could talk about Chris Olave to you blue in the face, but he's not the only one. The ball's getting sailed over his head or just running routes and not getting the ball. He's not the only one, you know, that you see that happening to. So, I mean, I, I want to see that same energy, that same intensity when you talk about your quarterback. Because I really do think, like I said, and I watch the film, I see what time it is. I know what's going on here. And a lot of it's tied to him. And maybe, just maybe, a lot of times when people don't believe in their quarterback, you see that. But I'm telling you, this type of talk causes splits in locker rooms because you need to focus all that on your quarterback. He heads the offense on the field. He needs to be the person you pay attention to. Anyway, let's get beyond him for a second. We're going to go to our next person. And this is, I'm going to play a little bit. This is uh, Peter King and Mike Fioria. They're talking about the Derek Carr situation. Let's hear what they had to say, and then we'll move on to taking calls. Here we go. Experiment between Josh McDaniels and Derek Carr. And lo and behold, that's why they benched him after 15 games. They needed him to be healthy so they could cut him right after the Super Bowl. If he wasn't healthy, they wouldn't have been able to cut him, and they would have been stuck with $40 million additional in full guarantees. That's why it was Jared Stidham time. That's why he disappeared. He was upset, et cetera. Now, Peter, we pivot to what the Saints did after he finally became available. The Saints are stuck. Now, they don't have to play him, but they're stuck through 2024, $70 million over two years minimum. And there's guarantees that go into the third year that they would have to hope that someone will sign him and they'll get an offset, another $10 million. So they made a real commitment. They didn't do a one-year experiment, even though it very much feels like an experiment, as you said earlier. They're stuck financially. Doesn't mean they have to play him. Doesn't mean they can't draft somebody or go with someone else. But financially, they're in a tough spot. Unless they could trade him in the offseason, I don't know who you trade that contract to when you look at the film that he's generating. And there's nothing wrong with saying a guy is kind of as good as he's ever going to be. I say it about Kirk Cousins. Like, after how many years does a guy have to play before that's where he is? He's got his plateau. He's who he is. He'll win right. some games. He'll lose some games. He'll make some throws. He'll make some mistakes. He'll show up sometimes, and sometimes he won't. And... You know, every team needs a starting quarterback, and there aren't 32 franchise quarterbacks. And there are middle-of-the-pack, lower-of-the-pack guys, and Derek Carr has been a fringe top-20 guy in my mind for a long time. Now, sometimes his numbers will put him fringe top-10, but compiling numbers is one thing. Compiling wins, showing up in big spots is another, and it's something that, frankly, and with all due respect, and he can't block me on Twitter because he already has, he just hasn't shown up on a sufficiently regular basis. Peter, if he was capable of it, he'd still be the quarterback of the Raiders. I mean... It's Mike, I was in Henderson, Nevada last year in July at the start of training camp and Josh McDaniels allowed me to sit in on a post-practice meeting with Derek Carr. And what they were doing is because Derek Carr was kind of the coach on the field, he would, because it was a new offense for everybody, they were just going through some of the questions and some of the nuances of the offense. It took about a half hour. They did it every day after practice. And I mean... I said, man, these guys are totally on the same page. Uh, they have a clear understanding. And 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 McDaniels was empowering uh, Derek Carr to go in and to say X, Y, and Z to his tight end or to his running back about how to run a specific route and, and how precise to make this cut and all this stuff. And so I just, I walked away from there and say, man, this is going to be a good marriage. 
And I think that what happens when things don't go well as a team, it probably is on both sides. Uh, I, I think clearly it's on both sides. But I do think that there was a higher degree of optimism in Derek Carr's ability to, you know, process information very quickly to make the throw absolutely on time and to be able to run a precision offense, kind of the way Tom Brady ran it in New England. And you never had to worry about any of that stuff with Tom Brady. But it appears watching Derek Carr over the last year and a half, you really have to worry about it with Derek Carr. So look, again, I'm not trying to, you know, rain on everybody's parade. It's not over for the Saints. You know, clearly it's not a great division. And so, I mean, they, they've they've got a chance to scratch out some wins and, and all that. But I'm just saying this does not appear to be the quarterback you're going to build this team around for the next five years. There's another angle that I want to. All right. So that's Peter King, man, talking. It doesn't appear. We still got a lot of time, but it's seven games in. But let, let me tell you something. It could be a long season if they don't fix the locker room. These guys, this type of talk that we've seen from the Saints in the, in the infighting between guys running routes versus the guys doing it. And in my estimation, I've seen more errors from the quarterback than I've seen from any of our wide receivers, to be honest with you. Just be honest with you, the film backs me up on that. So the tar- the, the reference for him not taking credit or blame, he, when he does, he says we. It's a difference. It hits different when you're saying we versus I. There's no bigger I or person on the team, offensively speaking, than a quarterback. If the quarterback doesn't execute, there's an issue there. I mean, is this that's the reality is that there's an issue there. Peter King's looking sadly about it, but I know Mike Floria doesn't like him at all. And Derek Carr is of the he I don't like what he's doing. I don't like the fact that how he's conducting himself, the fussing and complaining and pointing, cussed out Carmichael or, you know, yelled at him, then apologize. You can't be yelling and if you yelling and fussing consistently through games and then apologizing, man, that loses weight. You viewed as a head, you viewed as petulant, you viewed as uh, a lot of negative things, to be honest with you. So. It gets to a point in time when people have to realize, like, okay, we got to turn around and get this stuff together. Whether or not they'll do it, we'll see, man, because it's up to Dennis Allen, man. And to me, Dennis Allen is not a leader. Dennis Allen doesn't have an experience as a winning head coach, winning. He has prior head experience from being a losing head coach and being here with probably his best team that he's ever coached and took a very good team and made him a seven-win team. Uh, blew several opportunities last year to do things. He could have changed some things around, just set on it. And that's the thing. He doesn't have the vision. And we now I'm not disparit, you know, dis- disparaging the guy, just, you know, casting doubt on him or down on him. I'm speaking facts. He doesn't have the, the attributes that you're looking for to be able to make these type of changes. He doesn't have the guts to be able to make the changes. The Pete Carmichael thing should have been made. The change should have been made at least at the very simple around the curry the change or call plays more to see if the offense would change around him. That hasn't been done yet. Why? Wake up at Holiday Inn Express to a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. Count on all the hot, fresh coffee you need and an incredible breakfast buffet that has something for everyone, like eggs, cinnamon rolls, and even hot, fresh pancakes with all the toppings you crave. Next time, do yourself a favor and stay at a Holiday Inn Express with a can't-miss breakfast that's free with every stay. So, when you wake up at Holiday Inn Express, you'll wake up happy, a part of IHG Hotels and Resorts.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Why hasn't that been done yet? And that, and that's what I'm saying. A, a coach that understands he's still under the mind frame that, hey, man, we three and four. The season ain't over with. It's, it's, but and then he doesn't see the dangers in saying that, that you're three and four when you're not supposed to be three and four. See, that's the point. I don't care whether or not the, the, the NFC South they consider is a bad division, right? It don't matter if you consider that or the fact that you consider the fact that you're three and four and they got plenty of games left. Yeah, they got plenty of games left. Yeah, this is true. But as a head coach, I could say it got plenty of games left. But as a head coach, you tell that to the media, but you can't inside of the building say, hey, man, listen, y'all be cool. We got plenty of games to turn this all around. No, they have to have a certain set of, you know, some urgency in the building to turn this around because not only do you are you sub 500 by a game, but you also don't he don't even see he got a split in the locker room, which is something that you can't you can't turn the season around if your locker room is split. If you create division in the in the unit that you need to have harmony or chemistry there, you can't have the quarterback complaining and bitching at the wide receivers and telling him stuff about him not running routes when the, that same quarterback throwing the ball all over the place. He missing not just a lobby, but he missing everybody else. He missed Taysom Hill. He throwing over the heads of. Of Mike Thomas, he thrown. I mean, the pass he threw to the defensive back was well. How was Mike was supposed to catch the ball through the? He's supposed to throw it through the body of the go through the body of the defensive back to get the ball. He didn't give him a chance. Bless you. So, I mean, I think it's just awful at the end of the day. But he don't even realize he got a split offensive room, and he can't have that. He can't have that split offensive room. So anyway, with that being said, fam, listen, I'm gonna bring in a few guys. Y'all, uh, listen, like I said, I'm not gonna be here all night if you want to pop in the link is pinned to the top of the chat pop in drop your thoughts and allow somebody else to pop in let me hear from you tell me what you think about the offense how you figure it'll turn around and we'll move on to the next people so we'll bring in brother the right how you doing sir working and welcome on in how you doing tonight hey what's going on cute what's happening brother good brother finally feel like i'm play by playing a funeral brother so but we all good you know what q um I'm disappointed, man. I am very disappointed because I, I, I saw things from an optimistic standpoint. And watching the game, man, I'm, 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 I'm well, watching the season play out, I'm really disappointed. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Derek Carr, and, and, you know, it's clear to see. it. I mean, when I say it's clear to see, it's really clear to see that he's really not he's he's really not the answer. There is no way you 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 can give a person this many weapons, man, this many opportunities, and this guy and I always you know, I'm not a media type guy. I I I I'm one of those I'm from Missouri, show me. But when you get to, when you get to the red zone, as many times as you get to the red zone, and you can't produce, man, that is, and and you know the first few, the first two or three games, Q, I was like, well, you know, 
the windows get smaller when you get to the end zone. But Q, it is, it is obvious, bro, that he he doesn't have the capabilities to do it. And when you go back and you look at the film, and when you go back and 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 you look at things, you really realize, dude, you got people open. You just have like, just like writer's block. You have QB block. When you get inside and and that window gets smaller. You really have QB block. And and it's obvious. Pete Carmichael does the same thing. They say that he was a he's a great game planner. Well, that's good. You you great at game planning, but when it comes to inside of the heat at that moment, keep Pete Carmichael have us call, you know, um offensive coordinator block. He 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 can't. Play the game, he 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 can't call the game based on the instinct of the game, and that's sad. And and then when you look at Dennis Allen, the first thing you think to yourself, man, look, let me ask you a question: Are you a general, or are you a lieutenant? Because guess what, this is your army that you're supposed to go to war with, and you go into war. And you can listen to his 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 interviews, and each week he's losing more and more and more confidence in himself that maybe I bit off more than I could chew. Maybe this is not for me. And and you can hear it in his voice because it, the excuses sound the same. You are saying the same thing week after week after week. You know, I I listened to Mike Tomlinson when his team was losing. And this man said, I'm going back and things going to change. I'm coming back with things differently. Dennis Allen don't have that, man. He, he, he doesn't have that. And I would hate to say, man, you know what? They told us so. But Q, they told us so, bro. That's all I got, man. Totally disappointed. All right, brother. The right. Sorry to hear you like that, man. But but hey, we we be in the same boat, there, my friend. I appreciate you chiming in, my brother. Thank you. You're welcome, bro. Who that? All right, that's brother the right, man. Brother the right sound low in the dumps, man. We got to lift him up, man. We're gonna figure it out some kind of way, somehow, some way, somehow, some way. We're gonna bring in the OG himself, OG Jerry. How you doing, brother? What are you thinking about the Saints, my friend? Hey, what's up, Big Q? How you doing, bro? How you been? Doing great. How about you? Oh, brother, dealing with it, man. Dealing with what's going on. <laughs> dealing. What you think about it, OG? What you what your feelings on it, bro? Uh, to tell you the truth, Big Q, after what I saw Thursday night, I'm I'm right there with the right. I was really, really not pleased for what I saw. Straight up. And who that nation, if y'all heard the booze loud and clear from the who that nation in that dome, y'all know, they know. I don't think we're ready for this, bruh. We are sitting here three and four. And the next three games before the bye week, it's not going to get any easier. Even, even if Anthony Richardson is out for the year with the Colts, we still might lose. Even though the Chicago Bears 
is having a bad season with Justin Fields. We might lose that one. Going up to Minnesota to face the Vikings with Kirk Cousins. We might lose up there too. You never know what's gonna you never know what's gonna happen these next three weeks, Q. But I'm telling you right now, it's it's not gonna get any easier. I'm I, I'm I'm just gonna come right out the get go. Until this team finally wake up and show me what are they cap- what they capable of. Yeah. That part right there. <laughs> well, on the real, this team got to get it together. I, I I I I'm tired of seeing the same thing every week. And I and who that nation in the chat? I know y'all see the same thing yourself every week. And it's not going to get any better. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, OG, uh, man, listen, uh, like I said, uh, I, it's a lot of football left. And it's up to Dennis Allen to kind of make these changes to the offense. And I think eventually pressure will force them to do that because the pressure is high, man. People, a lot of people don't see that this this been going on for, man, Oof. this happened. This happened since last year. The pressure, the pressure hadn't subsided, so they're thinking it's like from last year. Then it's a cutoff point, and then they get a, a new leash for this year. They we they we being patient to a fault, but everybody realized that a lot of the losses that occurred was due to the fact that the Saints simply are not playing up to the level that we expect them. This is a very expensive offense. Uh, Mickey came out and he talked about. Uh, <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Doing his thing, talking and asking for patience. We don't want to hear that. We need, we need you to go and tell Dennis Allen to make changes to the offense now. We need mm-hmm. that change right now. We can't wait another two weeks no. or. So. We, you know, like you said, that is definitely something that needs to happen. But go ahead, uh, OG. Uh, give me your closing thought, bro. Before I move on to the next caller. Uh, my closing thoughts, Big Q. Uh, it's just my address. Uh, I've been here. I've been hearing people talking about Chris Olave, and I and uh, I, now I heard it from Bob Rose. I heard it from uh, the boot tragedies. I heard it from this guy and that guy. But I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you my message to Chris Olave. Now, Chris Olave, if you're listening, hear me out. This is a Saints fan from Mississippi, and we was happy about a year ago when we drafted you. And you had an amazing rookie year last year. This is your second year. But I've been hearing lately that these don't want to go, these don't want to go your way. I understand that, but bruh, you gotta stop, you gotta stop all this bitching and, and moaning and play like a real wide receiver. Time out for all that. Time out for all that, bruh. We 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 sitting here three and three and four. And you one of the best receivers that we got on this team, and you want to go around here act a damn fool. Come on now, bruh. Wake up. That's all I got. All right. Thank you, OG. Appreciate you as always, my brother. You have a good night here. Thank you. You too, Big Q. Who that? Who that? All right. That's the OG, man. Thank you, OG. Uh, Always coming in with the passion. All right. We got Carl Jasper and brother Brent chiming in next. Uh, if you want to pop in family, please feel free to hit the link is in pinned to the top of the chat. Just pop in, give us a word. Uh, let us know how you feel about the team. Let us know 
Uh, if you think the Saints will turn it around, what do they need to do to turn it around, realistically speaking? I know y'all want to fire P. Carr, Michael, fire, fire Dennis Allen, get rid of Carr. That won't happen, fam. So around that, how we, what would we need to do to kind of fix things? Brother Carl, welcome to the show. How you doing? Hey, Big Q. What's going on? Doing good, my friend. Uh, what do you think about the Saints, man? Well, I've been a fan since I was a kid, going on over 30 years at this point. And honestly, this is the saddest I've ever seen. Well, this is the angriest I think I've ever seen the fan base. And that that is that is really saying something because, I mean, this team has been in some really sad states. But I think this is I think this is the saddest because there's so much talent that we have that's just not being utilized. And, and, and it all comes down to the fact that we got essentially like an unholy trinity. We got a coach that's really a substitute teacher. We got an OC that can't play call himself out of a, out of a paper bag. And we got a QB that, from what I can tell from the last game, he looks like he's forgotten how to play football. Like, not just bad. Like, he looks like he has fundamentally regressed to being like he just came into the league. Like, I was looking at the footage. I was looking at the tape from a lot of these channels like uh, uh, Boot Tragedies and the QB School. And I'm just looking at this guy like he's not making all his reads. He's missing receivers out of wide open. Like it, it's just it's just basic stuff. He's holding on to the ball too long. It, it's 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 unacceptable. I, I was really optimistic about this team going in. I didn't agree with the car signing, but I was optimistic. I wish we had blown it up, but I was like, you know what? Well, we do have a lot of talent left. Let's see what we can do. And it just it is blown up in our face. I, I think that this is. This is going to be a very rough period of time. I, I, because Car, like you said, Car and DA, they're joined at the hip. They're going to be defending each other. I guarantee the locker room isn't good. I, I can almost assume the locker room's not doing good right now. Because, I mean, they know, all the players know what's going on. Like, they know that Car doesn't have any right to be yelling at a lobby like he is. Like, it's, it's, it's a disaster. Uh, there's no other way to put it. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I think uh, he doesn't have a right to yell at Pete Carmichael or Chris Olave. I don't think I think that's totally you. I mean, these guys have been they know the system better than he does. So this is the this is the the real weird part about it is Carmichael had 20 years in the system. Uh, you have uh, Chris Olave. He's been here the last couple of years, so he knows more about the system. Everybody there knows, more, you know, Jawan Johnson, they're all the people that he's relying on. Elvin Kamara and all, and all of them know the system better than him. And how dare he do that fuss and complain at wide receivers that, and you know, lobby is no slouch here. He's arguably the best wide receiver we've, we had here. So, I mean, I would say he probably, when Michael Thomas, getting a little old and coming back from injury, Chris Olave is obviously the best wide out that we have here. So for him to do that is totally not the right move. You can see by the stances where Mike Thomas is back in this guy. You can't fuss at him like that. That's that's Mike's boy. And also Rashid Shaheed and all that that those three guys are, are close. You need all those guys. And also don't forget Elvin Kamara's facial expressions during his time frame where Jameis was talking to him on the sideline, all this kind of stuff. So I mean, like I said, Mike Kamara said, you know, on social media, you know, for you to mind your business. Hey, but but bro, 
That's in the public's view. If you're doing that, do that shit behind in the closed door somewhere in a locker room where nobody can see. But if you're out there, that is for the public to see. They're they're seeing a, a team that is struggling like hell, and they can tell. They're not blind. They can see the locker room has issues and is disjointed. People fuss, quarterbacks fussing at his uh, his coordinator. All this madness is going on, and it's it's obvious a split here. And Dennis Allen really, to me, doesn't have the ability to bridge the gap, so to speak. But uh, Carl, thank you for. I'm gonna give you an opportunity to give me a closing uh, a comment, bro, on that, and we'll move on to the next caller. Well, I guess all I have to say that's left is, I think everybody needs to buckle down and be prepared for some rough times coming. Because I don't see. Uh, Man, I realistically can't see D.A. going for until maybe next year unless something really awful happens. But I have my doubts. I mean, this ownership, the, the, the GM look like Loomis. I, I don't think that I, I I think I think he needs to go. I think we need some fresh blood. I think that we need a more modern approach to how we're doing, how we're managing the team, how how the team is coached, how we like approach the draft. It's, Loomis has been here too long. And uh I hope that Gail Gail knows that too, but uh, who that? Hope I'm wrong. <laughs> hope we get better. Thank you, Carl. Appreciate you uh, for dropping by, man, and good common common sense thought, man. Appreciate you and who that to you, brother. All right, that's brother Carl, man. Appreciate him. All right, Jasper, Brent, Gardner. I see you, Brent, fam, and and brother Wallace, man. Y'all hold tight. Here's Jasper. Jasper, welcome on in, brother. How you doing tonight? Oh, what's going on, Q? What's going on with you? Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Good, man. I'm doing as good as I can do, brother. But uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. speaking with y'all makes it a lot easier, I tell you what. But, bro, what's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, my thoughts is I see Dennis Allen getting like three more years. Let me tell you why. Because Pete Carmichael will get fired at the end of this season because he's going to blame Pete Carmichael for the failure of this season. He's going to get a new offensive coordinator. That season going to fail. Well, this is first year with the new offensive coordinator. They're going to give him another year. So next year, D.A. is going to be here because he's coaching like a coach knowing he's not going to get fired. That's why you don't see a sense of urgency with him making changes. That's why you don't see him. Uh, change his press conference. He already know. I just gonna recycle the same old stuff. Um, uh, you know, uh, 
I got to clean it up. You know, um, uh, you know, he always hit us with that. Uh, it's we it's, it's only seven games in the season, guys. We only uh, game back in our division. You know, I don't care about none of that. You know what I mean? I I waste my time to watching you. My time is valuable because I'm I ain't gonna get that time back. But I see the team. The team is uh then Derek Carr. He's yelling like uh on the field like Chris Olave. If the play wasn't meant for him to go, if the play wasn't meant for Chris Olave to get the ball. I don't see the problem with that, you know, but, you know, people do. But, you know, that's what I feel about the team. Yeah, I agree, brother. I agree. Uh, something has to change and definitely have to change. And Carr's approach has to change. And he can't keep apologizing week for week for blowing up at people that know the system better than he do. I hope he knows that. I mean, that's absolutely insane to me that he's fussing at people that know the system better than he do. And he just got here. He's struggling his, his tail off. So, I mean, you expect these guys to – I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous, man, at the end of the day. But who's going to check them? Who's going to tell them the right stuff? Who grabs responsibility from the offensive room and says, look, we got to get this together? Michael Thomas, them are frustrated. Elvin Kamara, all these guys are frustrated. Kamara has said several times during the media uh, pressers that he has to go out and, you know, and talk to Carmichael about running the ball. And I'm like, really, this dude is – the offense flows through him because it, it, it can't flow through – the $150 million quarterback you have. Cause like I said, he doesn't mm-hmm. the offense to do it. I, no- I was just saying is, um, I was thinking, I was talking to my wife the other day. I say, if Tom Benson was alive right now, what would he have done? He probably like, I'll ask what would you think he had done Q if he was still alive and this was going on with the team. I, I, I If he was still alive, Sean Payton would still be here. That's number one. Sean Payton. I, I believe Sean Payton would still be here. If Tom Benson was still alive. So we wouldn't be dealing with Dennis Allen. That's my my thought. I, I, if he was still alive, I think Sean Payton wouldn't have went anywhere. I think Sean Payton would still be here. The quarterback situation would be a lot different than what it is, because and then because he because Tom Benson being alive changes Sean Payton. It wouldn't be the Sean Payton, the, the big head, overconfident Sean Payton that we was getting in toward the back end of those years before he left. It would have been more of an under control Sean Payton because Tom Benson would have checked him. He would question his his decisions in terms of what he was doing and he would have had a better product on the, the on this team and I promise you if Tom Benson was still alive, you would have an, at least another championship ring cuz Tom Benson not only knew football, but he would challenge Sean Payton's mm-hmm. decision in that building. So that definitely changes everything. That's exactly what we're missing. The team look at Miss Bis- uh Miss Benson as you know a uh, auntie. Well, you know, she's just going to say, you got to do better. You know, she's not, I don't think she's the type of owner that is going to go and check DA or, you know, check, you know, check DA to tell her make changes or you're going to get fired. I don't think we have that owner. It started at the top. You know, at the top, the owner, it started at the ownership. We could talk about the coaches and everything. The coaches are only going to do what they're allowed to do. They're only going to do, they only go, they feel like they're going to do what they're able to get away with. If they feel like they're going to be mediocre, and win a few games here and there and keep their job, that's what they're going to do. So it started at the top. Absolutely, Jasper. Thank you for chiming right, Thank in. you. Appreciate you as always. Good Who that? All right, that's Brother Jasper. Always like to hear from Jasper, man. Shout out to you, Jasper. Shout out to all the family members. Y'all hit the like button. If y'all in the stream, hit the like button. Feel free to smash the like button. Hit the share button. Show it on your, share the show on your social media feed. And also, please like the stream. Help us out. Uh, even though the Saints are stinking, we in here putting in work and we trying to get some therapy going on here. If y'all want to pop on the show like some of the other fantastic callers that we have, the, the diehards, the link is in the description section below. Okay, here, uh, well, it's in the chat, actually. So, 
All right, we're gonna bring in Brent. How you doing, Brent? Welcome to the stream, bro. How you feeling? Good, man. Can you hear me all right? Oh yeah, perfectly, my all friend. Right. Cool, man. Yeah, thank you for the show. I've been tuning in since most of last season, and I live in California now. I'm not back home in the swamps, and it's uh, it's wonderful to to hear the stream every Sunday. And even if I'm tuning into the game, which most of the time I am, I still uh, crank the volume up on the on the stream versus the TV. So thank you for the the logic you spit for us and the Houdat Nation and uh, and what you put into it, man. We appreciate it. Appreciate you, Brent. For <clears throat> my friend, thank you, man. And um, what what do you think about the black and gold, my friend? What what, what do we need to do here? Mm, you know, um, Jasper just said something about owners and taking ownership, and it kind of makes you. You know, I used to look at Jerry Jones like he was too involved, but maybe that's what we need. Maybe we need some ownership and some owners that are getting a little bit more involved. I don't think that's maybe it is the root of the problem. I don't know that it is, but um. You know, someone else said the other day, you know, we're we're a three and four team, and that's exactly what we are, a three and four team. So a record shows who we are and, and, and that's what we've made. And um and I think that's it. I mean, here we are, we're beating our heads against the wall. We want Derek Carr to be smarter than what he is. We want him to be more intelligent than who he is. He is who he is. You know, I don't know. We can all improve and change. No matter how old or young we are, I believe that. But you have to want to. You have to expect it. And I, you listen to DA, you listen to to Carr, you listen to them speak. And what do they expect? I don't, I think they're they're doing what they expect. I don't think they really expect. I think Carr, you know, he shows some some passion through anger. But to be a winner and to overcome challenges, you know, you need to be solution oriented not focusing so much on a problem that you just explode you're not coming up you're not coming up with an alternative and adapting and overcoming the situations you know just throwing his hands up throwing a little crybaby party instead of um coming up with a solution you know what's the solution again a cleaning solution you know from da and um da talking about all the seasons we're not even halfway into the season yet well we're close we're very close to halfway and what do they expect? I just don't hear passion from them. Like you said, they sound too vanilla. I agree with that. Man, what's it going to equal? You know, what's it going to equal? They're not talking about big changes. And I mean, just changes in play calls and execution. They talk about cleaning up a little bit or doing what we're going to keep on doing, what we've been doing, you know? So it's it's like us as the Houdat Nation. We expect more, and they don't expect more i don't know that that matter of fact i do know they would not be in the hoodat nation if they didn't play for the saints you know maybe that's a root problem right there how do you fix that i don't know but i, I wrote down a page front and back of notes that i wanted to share and of course i probably didn't share any of what i just said but uh whenever i sent and i do send in some humor through the cash app here and there and you know humor like you said it's therapy and we we uh we're kind of crying on each other's shoulders here, and and humor is a, a great medicine. But uh, whenever I brought up somebody needs a bus ticket, because DA said something about a bus ticket for a play, and it reminded me years ago, whenever dating online started, and uh, and all that good stuff, if it's good, and uh, me and a young lady were talking. She lived way up north, 
and we were sharing pictures with each other. You know, we thought we knew who, who we were going to meet when we finally met. And I flew her down to Houston whenever I lived in Lake Charles. And I went and met her and picked her up at the airport. And I was looking for the cheerleader in baggage claim. You know, because that's what I was thinking. That's what I was led to believe, that I was going to pick up a cheerleader. And I'm tying this into the who that, so DA and, and Derek Carr, who we thought they were going to be when we first heard them talk before they came to the team. So here I am in baggage claim. The crowd is getting thinner and thinner. And the cheerleader was not there. And it looked like an old, an offensive lineman waiting for me to pick her up at the airport, Big Q. So she misled me. Wait, wait, hold on. Hold, hold, no, hold, hold, hold on. Maybe she was taking you to the cheerleader, brother. Maybe that was what's going on. Maybe she was taking you to the What's that? I said maybe she was, maybe you, you kind of thought she was taking you to the cheerleader. Maybe that's what was going on. Her brother, was that what was, was happening? I don't know, but I'll tell you what. I was misled, and my expectations were higher than that. And, um... So I handled it. I didn't. I didn't throw a Derek Carr crybaby fit and grab my ribs. What I did was I um, I came up with a solution to overcome it, and I was nice as could be. And I had a friend come in and help me and call my phone and tell me I had to go to work at a job. And uh, guess who got a bus ticket home instead of an expensive plane ticket back? You know. So it reminded me of that when I said a bus ticket. So anyway, it was a funny story, but it's true. So anyway, I went on and on. I don't know. I don't know. I'm sure I have some other good stuff here on my notes. But, you know, just no passion, too vanilla, man. What do they expect? We, they expect to be three and four, and that's what we are. You know? Um, they need to bench car. You know, even if we don't play him, maybe that's a, a sign. Maybe use him as an example. Bench him. Even if he's getting the big money, doesn't mean that you get to play. If you're not playing right or up to expectations, then you don't play. Just because you got paid a lot doesn't mean you get to win twice. Sit down. You know, I would, I would hope that these competitors love the sport enough that they would... Uh, consider that as some kind of a, a lesson learned but that, that does remind me of something that I really wanted to say I heard Carr the other day say after the game he was either asked about the booze or he brought it up and he said don't forget I was a Raider and I played in Arrowhead Stadium against the Chiefs so I know what it's like to handle those booze but what you think about what he's saying he was playing at home getting booed <laughs> Not at Arrowhead Stadium getting booed. He was at home, and he said it, it doesn't bother him, and he don't care. And he said he doesn't play for man or man's approval. Well, this is a spectator sport. And the Who That Nation, we're, we are men and women of Who That Nation. And we expect, you know, full effort. Not, I don't, I'm not playing for you, and I don't care. That's not good. That's a bad attitude. So... I don't know what else I have. I think that's all I have for now, Big Q. But I'm 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 disgusted and and um tore up over it. But we still got to keep hope alive, you know. 
Yeah, Brent. Uh, hey, I appreciate you, man. And you you kind of made you brought some humor and levity, bro, <laughs> uh, with that story <laughs> to the to the family members, man. And we appreciate that, bro. So as always, man, thank you, Brent. Uh, appreciate you, man. And uh, who that to you, brother? Who that? Who All right. Shout out to Brent, man. <laughs> Brent. <laughs> hey bro come on now dog come on man my man got catfished man that's that that's a terrible thing it sounds funny and brent Brent, thank you for sharing that man because we needed to laugh man but yeah that's pretty rough but the way you did it man I got to give you some credit, man, because a lot of those guys wouldn't even sent a home in the bus. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But shout out to you, brother. Thank you for that, man. And uh, that was a great, a great commentary, man. And funny. And also uh, the thing about him saying that, and I caught that. I just never mentioned it because, oh, oh, man, it's all the wrong stuff. But uh, shout out to you. All right, so let's we got Gardner chiming in, then Brother Wallace here. Hey, listen, family, y'all want to pop in, man, and drop some knowledge on us about what's going on with the Saints. The link is in the chat. It's pinned to the chat. Y'all holler at us right now. We're not going to be here all night, so if you want to get an opportunity to pop on in, pop on in. All right, Gardner, how you doing, sir? Welcome to the stream. Hey, man, thank you for my uh having me here i hope y'all can understand me and hear me and my my audio coming through yes sir yes yes sir it's coming through you got a little delay but uh you could just start talking when you're ready yeah i'm always on a delay man i i, I like to say i'm old school man i'm born in 1959 so i've been a saints fan uh since 1967 when it started i'm gonna have to load my audio now i'm gonna hear myself you know doubling back but um yeah i've been with the saints all sick practically all my life man and i went through the years man from the late 60s to 70s the 80s the 90s man the saints have always been a roller coaster let down and a joke you know and first of all i would like to say the first thing we should do is change their name from the saints, man. You, you, do y'all know what the same is? People pray to the saints. They make no peanuts. You know, they go to church, to Catholic churches, you know. Uh, uh, we live in a saint city, St. Claude, St. Bernard, and so forth and so on. Uh, it's like a jinx, man. How can we play a game, a, a devilish game? You know, everybody else are prospectors. They are lions tigers and giants but we are few we're saints but check me out on this bro check me out on this don't we always lose to the sad teams we got one of the easiest schedules going on right now it can't bad can be the team because we give blessings to the weak you know we had to play all the strong teams we might be winning all right and that's just a little jinx you know a curse i think we have on us we Built the Superdome over Marie Laveau, Marie Laveau, so forth and so on. But I ain't going to be on here chitting and chatting too long. What my comment is, I, I would like to say, uh, call 
and Jasper. Y'all had good punks, man. We got to start from the top, from the ruler to the tutor, man. We got to start from the top. I ain't going to say Gail Benson, because she only seen, but her chief soldier that's in charge, that's uh, Mickey Loomis. Man, we got to get rid of Mickey Loomis, man. Rick, Mickey Loomis don't put us in financial debt forever. Just like signing um, Derek Carr, $150 million. Sad dude who was benched last year. We got to get rid of this dude, man. We got to clean house from the top to the bottom. You know, it's just like the crime in the street. I, I can't expect the criminals to stop doing crime if I can't get the police chief to start his way. All right, and, and with that, you know, like I'm saying, I got this echo issue and all, and I'm going to uh, kind of like chill out because I, I can't much hear myself. Looking for a fun way to win up to 25 times your money this basketball season? Test your skills on prize picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash get100 and use code get100. That's code get100 at prizepicks.com slash get100 for a first deposit matchup to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. Looking for a fun way to win 25 times your money this football and basketball season? Test your skills on Prize Picks, the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on their projection for a wide variety of stats, and place your entry. It's as easy as that. If you have the skills, you can turn $10 into $250 with just a few taps. Easy gameplay, quick withdrawals, and injury insurance on your picks are what make Prize Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Ready to test your skills? Join the Prize Picks community of more than 7 million players who have already signed up. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Just visit prizepicks.com slash play100 and use code play100. That's code play100 at prizepicks.com slash play100 for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. All right. Thank you. I appreciate you guarding on that, man. We got you loud and clear, bro. Uh, appreciate you dropping some knowledge on us about that. All right. So, fam, appreciate y'all, man. Let's keep it moving. Got Brother Wallace about to chime in next. But like I said, if you guys want to pop in, please feel free to hit the link. It's, in, it's pinned to the, cha- to the top of the chat. Drop some game. Help us out. A lot of really good calls tonight, man. Uh, really exciting calls, man. Uh, really good educating calls and a couple of humorous ones as well. All right, so shout out to y'all, man. All right, Brother Wallace, welcome on in, bro. How you doing tonight? Hey, what's up, Big Q? How you doing, Big Brother? Doing good, my brother. Uh, Just uh, talking to the fam, my my friend. uh, What are your thoughts on the Saints, bro? Oh, well, let me tell you. Everybody frustrated, everybody talking, and you know, this and that, start from the top. You know, all that's true and all that, uh, you know, I'm down with all that. 
But I think, bro, what the team need to do, like Alvin Kamara, Jordan, you know, all the captains, the leaders, just the whole team need to sit down with each other, just, just the players, you know, and talk with Derek Cole and ask him, hey, man, do you really want to be here, bro, with us? You know, what, what you going through? Because you're going through something, man. Something ain't right. Is you either hurt or your mind, you're not there mentally. Or what's going on? Because it's easy to throw pitch and catch, bro. And you're not doing that at all. Well, man, you got all this talent, bro. And, and, and you're throwing the ball over the guy's head. You're throwing it to their foot. You is the problem. I know Dennis Allen. It's not no coach to get on his players and, and, and do the right thing. And Pete called Michael. Yes, he's been calling plays, bro, when, 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 when Sean Payton was there. But even though Sean Payton was calling them himself. And, 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 and call Pete Michael is not that talent to do that in situations as the players going on on the field, you know. But I'm looking over all of that. I'm looking over Miss Time, Vincent. I'm looking over uh, uh, oh, your boy who you be messing over with, Nicky Looms. I'm looking over all of that, bro. It's, it's Derek Carr. The team need to sit down with him, bro. Because I think if the team wish to tell them was only mine, sit down and say, look, man, we don't like this losing. You're going to have to tighten up and do better what you're doing, bro. Look at look at Alvin Kamara. Look at Michael Thomas. When you throw in the ball, if the play going to Chris Olave and he's covered, well, take a look around before you just throw the ball so goddamn fast when the dude is covered. He is the problem. If you if they sit down and talk with each other, bro, sometimes you gotta talk with each other to get your, your problem through, right, Q? You gotta sit down and talk, man. Do they have do they have this? Can they sit down and tell each other what's on their mind? Can they have that discussion like that? I think I, I think they can, brother Wallace, but uh, the, the the issue is can they? I I think what we missing above anything is leadership here because um we can get could, to could, the Back. We can get to the bottom. Ain't gonna do it, man. He ain't gonna show that leadership over his team. I don't know what's wrong with him with that, bro. How can he do that defensive coordinator? Don't he have to get on him? His defense, if they mess up a play, but now you over the whole team. So therefore, you got to get over your whole team. Now you got to get on them. So it's I'm I'm trying to look at another way to go at this, you know, because nobody on top is gonna do nothing about it. So the players got the Step in, man. You mean to tell me if them players like your boy, what's what's his name was the dude um defense for uh for the uh for the Ravens uh Ray Lewis? You tell me if Ray Lewis was playing, he wouldn't go talk to that dude and be like, man, sit down, man, because your boy almost did on the sideline when he was hiding that little Chris Olave. You just got here. You don't deserve to, to fuss at nobody because you is messing up. You throw that ball over that little dude's head out of bounds. How you going to fuss at him, man? You know, somebody need to sit down and fuss at his ass. Because I don't think he want to be here. Either he hurt or he don't want to be here. And this is his last stop 
is is with the saints after this he's out the door because i think he's washed up at first i believed in him i liked the move they did bro we was all excited this shit is going downhill with that dude man but is there a chance yes there is a chance because there's a second chance in life for everybody I think if they sit his butt down and talk to him, bro, he might play better. We might start winning this game. Because ain't nothing wrong with our team, man. It's the quarterback. Yes, it's the coaching. Yes, it's all of that. But right now, I think each other can get themselves together to just sit down and talk about it, Q. Yeah. And I've said this before in previous streams. I said, uh, I'm not really mad at Dennis Allen. He said, well, how can you not be? I said, because Dennis Allen, I know who Dennis Allen is. And right. I, know, I can't be mad at for some, for some, at somebody who's, who don't have what you want them to have. That's why you're supposed to ferret out and do your research and figure out what kind of coach you need to operate a team. And then you go for Sean Payton. And Sean Payton wasn't perfect, but Sean Payton, had certain attributes, obviously, that Dennis Allen doesn't have as a head coach. They're right. certain not supposed to ever be head coaches, and he's one of those people. He simply doesn't have the, the necessary skill set to be a, a successful head coach at any level. And we, we, we've we seen this, and we continue to see this now where you have all of these people here, and they're under, you know, they're underperforming. He doesn't have the attributes, and I've said that. Derek, the Derek Carr thing was all Derek Carr was needed to be was just be regular. You didn't need to be a superstar. You just needed yeah. somebody that was just basically a person that didn't make a lot of mistakes and that would throw a decent ball to the wide receivers, hand the ball over to our fantastic running backs and our, and our special skill set players, and don't make it, and don't and try your best not to have too many turnovers or errors. We didn't need mm-hmm. no come here and not take responsibility for things that he's doing because when he talks about himself he says i then quickly changes it to we that's right that's right and don't I said, say no him and i said no you don't need to do that stop saying we and speak for yourself speak for yourself speak for the fact that how you performing out here and no you don't have the right to fuss at chris olavi or, or michael thomas or rashid shaheed or anybody mm-hmm. else on a team that been here longer than you that know the offense better than you do no you don't have the right to do that so right. i mean so we, I don't, I, I like I said, there's lead is it ordered to change it around. Somebody has to take a leadership role in the offense because, and I'm talking about in the, on on the field and really off the field, and that'll translate on the field and direct right. where it needs to go. Is that Ronald yeah. Curry? I, I don't know who it is, but they're gonna have to figure it out. And Pete Carmichael gonna continue. I mean, uh, continue to run it until Dennis Allen says. We need to pull him up out of here and maybe give Ronald Curry an opportunity. It's kind of strange to me that he hadn't already said Ronald Curry is going to be called in place for this game. Get him ready right now while we got a long week. But- and, and that would and look so good on his part if he was to say something like that. You know, a, 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 a show, show Derek Carr, hey, man, I would bench you if you keep playing like this because – it don't make no sense, Q, that we losing these games with these teams, bro. Man, we messed up when we got Derek Cole, bro. I think we would have had a better chance, a better record, if we would have kept Red Rifle. Or just let James Winston play so goddamn simple. We losing. You don't know what might happen with playing with James Winston, bro. With all of these games under his belt right now, man, we might be seven and zero like we thought we was a six or one. 
You dig? But that's what we messed up at when we got Derek Carr, bro. He's not a quarterback. I'm thinking he's washed up, bro. And he's a crybaby. When he fucks up, he want to put it on somebody else. Excuse me for cursing on your show, big bro. He messes up and he want to put it on somebody else. Like you say, we. Instead of saying I. Another thing. Hold on, big Q. I'm going to sit back and relax, my brother, and listen to you because I'm tired of being mad. Ain't no sense of being mad no more, bro. Till they get that dude out of here or sit him down and bust this shit wide open and say Derek Carr is the problem. Shaming. Maybe he'll play better. All right. Thank you, brother Wallace. Appreciate you. Who that to you, bro? Yeah, you're right, big brother. All right. That's brother Wallace, the OG in the building, man. We got brother Ricky and Saints Productions coming up next. Um, Just to, to be fair. Uh, Carr is dealing with several injuries right now. Uh, he's dealing with a bum, you know, I ain't gonna say a bum shoulder, but he's dealing with an AC sprain to his shoulder, his throwing shoulder. Um, he's also dealing with some type of issue to his, his rib area. You know, the guy smacked him on the ribs the other game and he bent over like he, somebody shot him or something. I don't know. But, you know, and I and I and is this affecting his play, him throwing the ball down the field? I think it has a degree of that. But at the same time, it's like if the Saints, they know what he's really dealing with, where we have to go based on what the injury report is saying that I think really the method to winning this thing is changing things around on the field is going through the running attack, which they're going to have to make some improvements. I do like the fact that they had some innovation where they moved big Colin Saunders as a fullback. I really like that because they did that and it gave us some results. So I was really, I, I like that, that piece of innovation. I also seen that they started utilizing the two minute offense more, which is something that helps spark multiple scores in the fourth quarter. We hadn't seen that recently. So that was a bit of innovation. Is that enough to kind of drive the saints back to the columns where they belong? Only time will tell because even though we've seen positive plays in that in the last game and also in the Patriots game, but we blank blinked them 34 to nothing, the Saints didn't stick to those plays. You see what I'm saying? They didn't build any consistency based on any of the, the things that we've seen. So it we've it all this is yet to be determined how they react, but the bigger issues are the locker room and the minor the the, the mentality of the locker room. You know, is it we seeing cracks? I don't think it's totally fractured, but there is some cracking going on in between the, the what's going on in that locker room. And that could t- turn to be very fatal. I don't think he lost the locker room yet. A lot of people saying he lost the locker room. Nah, they wouldn't be this competitive if he lost the locker room, you see. But at the end of the day, I think that that is something that needs to be addressed and that needs to be addressed very soon for them to start putting wins together. All right, we're going to bring in Ricky, then Saints Productions. If y'all won't pop in, please feel free to hit the link. It's pinned to the chat. To, to the chat, Y'all come on in, drop some game on us, what you think about it. Have a little Saint therapy. This is your opportunity. Here we go. All right, Ricky, welcome on into the show. How you doing, brother? How you been? Big Q, how you doing, bro? Doing good, my friend. You been all right? Man, keep them under above water. There you go. There you go. Give me try, uh, try tilt the head. I can get a little oxygen every now and again. That's right. <laughs> Talk to me about the Saints, bro. How you feel about them? No, man, you know, uh, 
this Derek Carr, you know, the national media is mad that he's not winning. But they're not mad that he's not winning. And let me find out a little bit. Everybody in the national media, NFL Network, to ESPN, to Fox Sports, especially your boy, uh, Colin. His name, Colin uh, Coward. Yes. Uh, yeah, Colin Coward, the Coward guy. Yeah, Colin Coward. Yeah, yeah, this clown. They all wanted so badly to be able to say that the quarterback, well, not, not even quarterback, that James Winston was the problem. They wanted to be able to say it so bad. And now they can't. When I, you never heard anybody from the NFL Network talk about Derek Carr to this degree. But through his whole team career, when he came to the Saints, oh, man, the Saints, are they Super Bowl bound? Oh, the Saints, are they going to win with the NFC? Oh, they should be a first-round bank. All this nonsense. I like, I'm back listening. I like, Derek Carr, he's that guy that you think he is. And he's going to support you out gate. And he did. And what, what are we now? Three and four? Yes, uh, three and four. Three and four. And honestly, I'm going to get ready to inject a little bit of reality into the, to, to, the, to the fan base. If not from one person and one person only, we'll really be two and five. And that's our Ryan Tanner here. If not for Ryan Tannehill, Tennessee Titans out the water, man. Ryan Tannehill missed on four touchdown passes. And two of which, the defense to have nothing to do with. He straight up missed the guy running down the field. And guys, he just, defense was nowhere around him. And then the one he uh, should have hit in the end zone. If you put the ball on it, it's a touchdown. And then uh, my man Derek Carr go in that game and throw an interception. Like straight to the guy. Like no sense around it. They could have flattened the attention to the ground. The ball would hit the ground. So I'm just like, give me James. Let's ride the rest of the season with James Winston. And I guarantee you. We'll do a heck of a lot better than what we're doing. And don't forget, when James first uh, first opportunity to start, he didn't go to training camp as the QB1. He had to go through and battle with Taysom Heath. So, time away from camp with the one guys battling with Taysom Hill. And then the guy that did the game, his number receiver, not even a number one receiver. I mean, not even a number three receiver on any other team in the league. Who was doing that? Marquez Callaway. Where is he now? Was Sean in Denver? Oh, oh is he? Yes, he is. Oh, and that's another point, man. I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, you know, Dennis Allen and all these guys. Every quarterback that they come to New Orleans, all of them suck. From Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, 
to Deshaun Watson. Just think, we 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 got a three hundred million dollars easily if we would have went out and got another two quarterbacks. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, yeah, man, these, these mess up. But I don't know what it is with James Winston, but they hate this dude. They absolutely hate this guy. And my last point, Q, and I'm going to wrap it up. You there, Brother Wallace? You, 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 you were going in and out, but I can't hear you at all now, bro. Okay. I think he something happened. He his service popped out. All right. So anyway, uh appreciate you, brother Wallace, for that much love, bro. Um, shout out to the fam. Y'all hit the like button for me. Uh in the stream, we're doing a little Saints. <laughs> uh, you don't need your insurance card. We got cheap uh Saints therapy here to for the family members to kind of get it off their chest. So uh we got Saints Productions coming in and Barbara, shout out to y'all. Appreciate y'all. Y'all hit the like button. Also feel free to pop in and you can share your thoughts as well. Saints Production, welcome to the show. How you doing, fam? Oh, hey, hey, big Q. I, I've been a fan for a long time now. This about maybe last year. So appreciate yeah. appreciate you chiming in, my brother. Uh, uh what do you think about what's going on with the Saints, my friend? I mean, I feel like it's just a, it's a mix of everything. I know we can blame Pete Carmichael and Dennis Adler. We, we could bash on them all day. But I feel like at the same time, I feel like Derek Carr, you know, I know the offensive line has been playing the best neither, but I feel like our, our, um, Derek Carr um, needs to adapt to that. Like, I feel like he needs to make better decisions and, you know, like, Make quicker decisions, but I also know that um, people are picking up that that he may be injured too. So I feel like he needs to get maybe like some rest or something like that. Maybe like maybe put like Jameis Winston or something like that, you know, to kind of you know compensate for that. It's just a whole bunch of things that is not on the same page. I know we we've been seeing flashes though, like what that other guy was saying, the two-minute offense or what you were saying, feel like that has been working, but, you know, it's a lack, lack of consistency. So it's a whole bunch of different things, too, with that. Right. I, I agree with you. I think a, a lot of what we've seen from, uh, like, this last game, you, you try to take some of the silver lining from a dark cloud from the last matchup. Um 
and this is something that people were saying, including myself, about Saints need. Then I was saying it during the game. I was like, the Saints, when you have an issue with the offense and, it, and they're not clicking, a common thing that, and this is just traditional football that people do, is they go into the two-minute offense. No matter if you're in the game, you're in the second, uh, you know, middle of the second, and your your offense is disjointed. You know, you'll snap into the two-minute offense to gain a rhythm. Then you get out of the two-minute offense and see if you can spark your regular offense. They stayed in like a two-minute offense for a long period of time because they had what ten something odd, plus, ten drives in the game, and they couldn't do anything. They were what they were stinking it up up for three quarters. Problem is, they made adjustments way too late. They scored nine points in three quarters, and then piled a bunch of points on in the fourth quarter, and basically ran out of time. They pent themselves in the corner, and of course, we know Foster Moreau drops the ball in the left corner end zone, which could have tied the game and forced overtime if they wouldn't have went for the extra point or the, the two-point yeah. conversion. But with that being said, they didn't have room for error to do that. You know, they made these adjustments way too late in the game, and they end up paying for it. So, I mean, you know, it's overall intelligence has to be better. But but uh, let me get your uh, uh, comment on that and your, your closing thoughts, my friend. Yeah, I think we have to do that better. Another point I was thinking, you know, Dennis Allen, I'm watching all the interviews that, or the conferences after the game. You know, he just keeps saying the same thing, so I don't really be worrying about it. It's not really a surprise to me. But, um, yeah, um, until um, people, you know, start taking accountability and, um, and I think, you know, we actually start, you know, practicing what the problems are, like seeing, like, what plays work and what don't work. I know that kind of sounds basic, but I feel like sometimes you need to get back at that. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right, man. That's it, it. Definitely, a lot has to change, man. You, you're not kidding. All right, but thank you, my brother. Appreciate your support. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. Much love and who that? Yep, who that? All right, appreciate the family members chiming in. We got Barbara coming up next, and AD. Y'all want to pop in? Please hit the link. It's pinned to the chat. You can be able to get in and share your thoughts before we close the stream. All right, Barbara, how you doing, Queen? Welcome on in. Uh, how you doing tonight? I'm doing all right, Q. How y'all doing, family? We're we, we doing pretty good. You know, we, we as best we can do with all this madness. But, hey, talk, talking to the family eases the day. It makes it a lot better. What what you think about everything that's going on, Barbara? What you think? I'm numb, Q. Uh, yeah. I came into this season with very few expectations, considering that we were retaining both Pete and Dennis, you know, so I knew we was going to see the offense look this way. And I was one of the ones who was absolutely incensed when they went and got Carr because I didn't feel like he was any better than what we had. Okay. And then there's, you know, I love words and definitions. I have three words for you. The first one is imperious. And here's the meaning of the word imperious. Assuming power or authority without justification. If that ain't Derek Carr right now, I don't know what is. The second word I have for you is energy. I don't like the quality of energy surrounding this team. And I think a lot of that comes from both Dennis Allen 
and Derek Carr. And it's Dennis Allen who has empowered Derek Carr to continue with his imperious attitude toward his teammates. And he's going to alienate a great many of them with this attitude. And the last word I have for you, and then I'm going to be out of here, Q, is karma. Karma. And we all know what karma is. It's a doctrine of cause and effect that the things that you do are going to have repercussions in the future. The things that Dennis Allen did last year are having their repercussions now. And he's realizing the karma I always knew he would, that he created with Jameis Winston in the way that he treated him. Realizing that karma right now. And nobody deserves it any more than he does. But who that nation don't deserve this? Okay, that's all I got for y'all. Love you. Bye. Shout out to you, Queen. Appreciate you. Much love. Love you. And you be safe out there. And who that to you? All right. All right. That's Barbara dropping game, man. How about the Queen, man? Imperious. Imperious. I got to remember that. I'm I'm looking it up right now, Barbara. She gave me one to add to my vocabulary there. I'm going to just start. I'm going to use that for the in the next broadcast, the next play-by-play. I'm going to say uh, the Saints acting. Saints quarterback is acting very imperious today. You know, arrogant and domineering. Yes, indeed. Yes. Appreciate the queen for that, man. That was good game. All right. AD's next, man. If y'all want to chop in, please feel free to hit the link, man. Hit the link and chime on in. Uh, it's tied. It's pinned to the top of the chat. Shout out to the fam. All right, AD, how you doing, fam? Welcome on in. Hey, can you hear me, Q? Yes, sir. I can hear you. All right, man. I got to go back. So I went to the Houston game, right? And I had end zone seats. When it got towards the end zone, I'm like, man, why they keep running the same plays? I mean, you can see it from the end zone that they running the same plays. You can see sometimes when we needed a first down, they'll run all the way up. Let's say we needed six yards, they'll run five and stop. And I'm like, man, come on, man. We ain't even running past the first down line. What are we doing? Okay. It was one play. I seen Derek Carr. I don't know what y'all seen on TV, but I'm talking about what I seen in person. Alvin Kamara went out on the screen. I'm guessing it was a screen. Kamara can even turn around. Derek Carr done threw the ball. Everybody stands saying, who is he throwing it to? He get upset. One time he got upset at Michael Thomas. We looking like, man, bro, it looked like you just threw it to the wrong spot. You didn't even look. You just threw it. And Michael Thomas just kind of looked at him like, man, what are you doing? And um, I was sitting next to a guy, man, and he had an autographed football. So I asked him, man, how you get that autographed football? He said, man, I had field pass. And um, I asked him, I said, man, how much that field pass cost? He said, about 400 I said, so you got to talk to him? He said, yeah, I talked to Mickey, Dennis, everybody. I said, so what What D.A. say? He said, um, I, I told D.A., man, we need another uh, 34-0 game. I said, what did he say? He said, yeah, he'll try I looked at the guy, I said, he'll try. I said, oh, man. I said, man, I ain't never want this. He sounded like he wasn't confident. What you mean you'll try? You the head coach. You should have told the fan, yeah, we're going to do that today. So I knew right then. I said, yeah, I done lost my money. I, I knew for the game. I said, yeah, we done lost, man. And um, we we took over their stadium, man. Just go down there to lose like that, man. That was my kid's first game to see us lose. And I'm just like, man, I just don't know what to say about this team, man. I want Derek Carr gone, you know. My white family, they Raiders fan, they been told me, man, Derek Carr ain't what you think he is. I'm a Saints fan, die hard. 
But now I'm starting to see what they were saying, man. Um, I think he's losing the team. I think they don't believe in him. Uh, I'm a defensive guy, but I don't like defensive head coaches. I like more offensive head coaches. That's why I wanted Eric being in me. I wanted somebody that can call me. I even won't run a curve. Somebody that got an offensive mind because defensive head coaches just ain't getting it done. Belichick was the last bet. But, uh, yeah, Q, man, I'm at work, man. I'm just chiming in with you, man. Yeah, bro, I appreciate you chiming in, AD, man. I, 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 I agree with a lot of your talking points, man. And, uh, like, it's the, the, the fact that Carr, we know he's banged up. I, I get that. A part of the game that I don't like is how he's operating as supposed to be the quarterback. He got the C on his chest. And he's trying to act like he that those players are with the Saints joining him when he was with the Raiders, and that just doesn't make any sense to me. He don't need to have that type of mentality. He needs to be learning from all those guys and doing it that way. He, what he's did you see to, when he threw it? Did you see when he threw the pass short and then grabbed his groin? I'm like, come on now. And then yeah. to me, I think I think they scared to put James in because if you put James in and he shows out, it makes DA look bad. Eric exactly. Cross kid, he gonna lose the spot, and it's kind of like, man, we all know James got did wrong. We all know, you know, whether you like it or not, you know he got did wrong. And um, man, I'm through with Derek Carr, man. I'm a Saints fan. They hate me to see it, but I'm just like, I want to lose out. I won't run a Curry to take over, but if he takes over and he start doing good, that makes Da look better, and that's get him another reason to keep Da around. I don't want DA here at all, man. I'm just being honest. All right. Well, I appreciate you chiming in, AD, man. You be good at work. My brother be safe. And uh, much love to you. Who that? All right. Take it easy, man. Appreciate it. All right. That's brother AD chiming in, man, at work, man. Working mad. That's 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 a tough one when you got to work mad. All right. So, that you know, and, and that's the big point. And we see that we, we see all the disjoint stuff, the dysfunctional behavior that's happening in the Saints offense. A lot of it's around the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I did see the Michael Thomas thing. I've also watched the the behavior or the, the uh, body uh, language of Michael Thomas when Carr tried to throw the ball to him in the end zone toward the sideline and Carr put no touch on it. He threw it basically in the back of the head of the defensive back. And Michael Thomas just like, man, what I'm supposed to do with that? He just walked off. He didn't. You can see it. And, but Mike has he's a professional. He knows how not to demonstrate frustration. If the ball's not placed, he's just going to do what he's doing and turn and walk to the sideline. You know, he handles it. Uh, he handles it a lot better than our younger guys. Like you'll see a Chris Olave a couple of games ago on the sideline crying, you know, with the with the towel over his head. Or, or Chris Olave, what he's doing, he's frustrated, visibly frustrated. So, uh, you know, they he they don't handle it quite as smoothly as Michael Thomas does or even an Elvin Kamara does. And even Elvin would let it said. He was saying it throughout the media about how the offense look. He's not holding anything back. So, you know, it's, it'll, it'll, it's going to be interesting to see how they fix this, if they can fix, fix this. But I'm going to just tell you the truth, and I'm not trying to, disparage your thought process on the season all i'm saying is you can't win with us a, a crunched up or a separated locker room especially on the offensive side 
when we need the offense to step up and make plays to handle business for us. You can't win if they're not together. You can't win if Derek Carr fussing and pointing and acting petulant to his skill set receivers and then apologizing every game for what he's doing every game. It loses meaning. They'll start to not trust him, and he he will basically undermine his own captain ability or his captain, whatever they gave him. He's going to undermine himself. The only way for him to get out of that is to stop doing that reckless behavior that he's doing where he's fussing and pointing on the field to receivers and fussing at Pete Carmichael because he did it a couple of times already and then apologizes after that loses meaning if you keep doing that. He can't do that anymore. He has to stop that behavior, and he has to stop pretending like he knows what he's doing when we know he don't. He need to rely on his guys around him to teach him the game. Even though you're the quarterback that's $150 million, you're coming into a team that's already has its parts, that's already has the weapons and the people that know what they're doing. You're not nobody's savior. You're here to do a job, and that's to make sure you keep the, the, the trains rolling on time. Make sure the passes are where they're supposed to be. Turn around, hand the ball off properly. Keep your damn mouth shut. Collect a check. We don't need a superstar quarterback here. We need a guy, a regular guy to do his job, keep everything together, and deliver the throws on time, and don't turn the ball over. That's what we need. We, didn't, we The Saints don't need a savior, and Derek Carr is nobody's savior. He can't even save himself. So in the end, man, this is the kind of stuff that has to happen. Can the players do it? I don't think the players can do it. You need that's what the coaches are for. You need somebody with the ability to be able to galvanize the offense together and iron out all the wrinkles and do what needs to be done. The fact of the matter, they're taking so long to make the call to change it up where Curry is operating offense is telling the fact that we keep hearing press conferences from Dennis Allen when he keeps saying the same thing is telling everybody witnesses and recognizes that. And they're not going to play with you on that. So. With that being said, fam, what are y'all thoughts on that? I appreciate everybody for chiming in. I thank y'all for chiming in today. Listen, man, I listen, we had a lot of great calls tonight, by the way. Shout out to Barbara. I don't want to spotlight nobody, but Barbara really dropped some good game. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the M, with the imperious commentary and all of she said, the karma, all that was spot on. Shout out to her. Shout out to Brent. Dropping some really good game about <laughs> his dating story. That was really good because that made people laugh. We need a little levity. Shout out to all the rest of the family members, Jasper, Wallace, Saints Production, all of them, everybody, AD. Great commentary from everybody tonight. Dropping some game 
about the Saints, man. It's very frustrating to witness this going on. I'm going to be honest, which is very frustrating. But this is the thing we have to remember. Then, in my opinion, and I agree with some of the family members of Sanders, Dennis Allen is not going anywhere unless the Saints lose every last game they got and don't win nothing else for the rest of the year. Right? Some tell me he's going to he gonna win just in enough games to keep you from getting a top 10 uh, first-round draft pick. He's going to win just enough games to keep you from getting a top 10 first-round pick and enough games so he doesn't get canned. This is, you know, that's like he did last year. It's a 7-10 and 10 thing. He's going to win just enough to not get canned. And, and even though they that's what they're shooting for, I'm, and listen, like I said, I'm not mad at Dennis Allen because I know what he isn't. He isn't a guy that's going to take you anywhere. The team will have to win from an offensive standpoint. They have to have a dominant personality in the on the offensive side to be able to guide the Saints where they need to be. He's not, he doesn't know what's going on over there. And he's not forcing Car. He's letting Carmichael and them figure it out. And basically what he's doing is he'll save himself by firing Carmichael. And Carmichael didn't want it anyway. And if they do let him go, he's just going to run out there to Denver and go be with Sean Payton. That's what that's what Carmichael going to do. While Dan helps Sean Payton with his Waffle House menus and all that kind of crap. So, I mean, in the end, the Saints have to fix this, man. They have to fix this right away. And you say, well, Q, what's the solution? From my from my understanding of it, people saying put Jameis in there, that's not going to happen. I'm going to tell you why. Money is a big part of this. You can't put Jameis in there and bench car now unless, and I'm going to say this first and then I'm going to say it on the last second. They can't bench Derek Carr right now because it's a lot, a ridiculous amount of money that the Saints are investing in Derek Carr to be the to be the quarterback of the team. If you bench him now and put Jameis there, that is a telling indictment on Derek Carr's ability that would really drive his confidence even further down and totally undermine uh well, he's been undermining, he's undermining himself, but even further. Now, how could you move him out of the starting lineup without having the same effects that I just spoke about by saying that he has an injury that he's hurt that we want to sit him down for a couple of weeks and then you adjust and give Jameis full weeks to prepare now you could do that because Carr is dealing with injuries that I don't that that I really do think is impacting his gameplay I've seen footage on Carr I watched a lot of games on Carr his abilities is he looks worse and I want I got to say a portion of the game is because he dealing with several injuries in just two we know of. You know the Saints have a history of not telling you everything. You know, we didn't know about the rib area until we witnessed it in the game, and I'm, and I'm making a big stink about it. Then it showed up on the report after the game, the first time, the first Wednesday, when, the first Monday, I think it was, other report, then you seen that on there, shoulder and rib or whatever it was. It's a chest, uh, I think he said put chest on there, whatever the case may be. But whatever it is, it's a it's a definitely infecting him because remember toward the back end of the game when he was throwing a lot, he was bending over and when he got tackled, he got knocked down on the ground, he was still uh banged up. So he could you could say you could save yourself to a degree by benching him for a couple of games and bringing in and giving yourself an opportunity to prepare with Jameis. Now, this would be the perfect week to do it. Like you could say, okay, Derek Carr, we're gonna sit him down. You got an issue. We're really concerned about it. We'll bring him back in for a couple of weeks later. We're going to start Jameis. You got a long week here. 
Jameis, you should be having Jameis Winston prepared to get ready for it. Give him a full week. Don't throw him in there half the week and say, okay, go get us a dub. Give him a full week of preparation. Give him the bulk of the snaps. Build an offensive game plan around him. Give him the running attack. And give him the innovation that you had from this past game with the two-minute offense sparking it. Get you the running game, you know, and stuff like that. With Colin Sanders doing the fullback thing, I really th- think the Saints should really go and get a real fullback. No disrespect to Adam Prentice, but we need a fullback that can bust the holes open for the running backs to run and stop running Elvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller naked back there, meaning running them without having a blocking back ahead of them. Let the blocking get bla- uh, back blast open the linebacker level so that he can sneak through to get to the third level to make plays. We need to really focus. If we're going to have a fullback here, we need to find one that that can really open up running lanes for us. And I know Colin Sanders is there, but, you know, I don't want to overdo it with Colin Sanders. We need to get a guy that can do that. So, I mean, these are, we have time to make these decisions now. Curry should be changed. Pete Carmichael's job uh, should be – he should – I ain't going to say to be demoted, but play calling, I give directives to – uh, to Pete to let RC call plays for this game. He's already the passing game coordinator. Let's see that create something different. Let that be done early in the week. So that's to be two of the things that I can do because I really do think Dennis uh, Allen didn't realize that Derek Carr is hurt to the point. I mean, the man is hurt, man. You can see his deep ball uh, is is they got a weight on it. He don't, and that's his best throw. He throws that ball out there. They run up under. That's his best throw. That's why he always looks for it. But he's hurt and in pain, and that dude needs to be set down. That allow him to cool out. That allow him to see the game. Let him study it. Let Jameis get in there. You make those innovations we just spoke about, and change. Let RC get in there with his game plan, and that is that creates something new. That creates something new. So. You got a long week. You need to start getting into it. I think that definitely helps out the Saints offense because it's dragging everything else down. It's dragging the defense down. It's dragging the special teams down. Everything's getting dragged down because the offense is not doing what it's supposed to do. You can't wait three quarters of a game, score nine points, then have an offensive explosion in the back end of the game and stuff like that. You got to be able to do that during throughout, throughout the game or you, 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 uh, you're screwing yourself in the end trying to make this stuff work when you didn't have to do that. If you just did this early on, you'd have had some success. Things could have been differently. So that's some of the things that I would do, but there's no, there should, there should be no Derek Carr going into against the Colts and there should be no Pete Carmichael calling plays going into the Colts matchup. They need to change it up and they need to change it up now. So RC gets to call just to play call. I wouldn't change him into the offensive coordinator. I'll just give him the play calling duties for the full game. That's number one. Number two, I would bench Derek Carr because I think Carr is a lot. I think he's hurter than a hurt, if that's word. I think he's more hurt than what they're hitting at. I really do think that because I watched this dude play, and he is not as bad as what he's looking like out here. Like, we was the Raiders. We've seen a lot of crappy football, but the dude is a lot better than what we've seen, and I'm thinking a lot of that is because he hurt. He got these injuries that we know of, and I'm telling y'all, it's always something they don't tell us with these damn injuries because he looks he 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 looks like when he threw the ball back across his body remember that nobody touched him he almost got sacked you know finagled his way out of a sack made a u-turn or a, a you know like a 180 
from left circled around, went to the right sideline, seen the wide receiver and threw across his body. When he did that, he just, and you seen it was pain. And I'm like, that dude shouldn't be playing out there. And remember, he got hurt against the Green Bay. He got hurt again in the Green Bay matchup when he got slammed on the ground. They took him to the hospital. You know, he couldn't even lift his arm. They took him to the hospital to get x-rays done to see if he had any internal injuries there. And they said no. And they saying he was sore. But you can see the man still in obvious pain, despite the fact that they shooting him up with industrial strength painkiller. He's still I'm telling you, they shooting him, dude. He's shooting him up with painkillers. That's how he can throw because he really ain't the, the game after the Green Bay game. He shouldn't have been out there. He shouldn't have been out there, but Dennis Allen, they they tied to him. They got all his money invested in him, so they got to run him out there. When this is, and like I said, it's history repeating itself because the same foolishness that happened with Jameis Winston last year when Jameis got hurt in the game, and then they didn't pull Jameis until he was ner- noticeably hurt where he was impacting his play on the field. It's the same stuff. The dude don't see it. He looking at it, but he don't see it. He don't have the vision. He like the the movie they live when you had to put the goggles on to see the aliens. He don't have the dude is he he don't see it at all. And he don't see it until way later. And then when he does see it way later, it then it's excuse mode to protect his ass because he always run it. So in the end, that's that's some of the innovations that I would do to try to change or spark the offense to do something. You got a long week. Let Jameis get this long weekend there. Bring those offensive innovations we just spoke about and also allow allow Derek Carr to be benched where he can heal, let him healed up organically. Cause I think he's a lot more hurt than what they're hitting at. If he's hurt. So sit that dude down, man. Cause it's not helping out nobody right now. That'll give the off the wide receivers a break from him. And Jameis Winston won't be fussing at the wide receivers. Trust me. They'll have more of a chemistry with Jameis like they did from the past. He'll have an extended period of time to perform. And I'm not saying uh car stays on the bench. What I'm saying is the man's hurt. You got to sit him down. He's obviously hurt. I can look at him, see he's hurt. When he was trying to conduct the, the comeback in the back end of the last game, you could see he was hurt, you know, bending over and, and, and grab, you know, and, and making gestures and like he was in pain. I was like, this dude is in pain running out. He threw back across his body and it was almost like somebody shot him with a gun or something in his ribs, how he bent over in his face. Like this dude is hurt, man. Go sit this guy down somewhere. But we'll, but like I said, man, that's the best. That's all I got to say. They saw tales, man, and and we'll see what they do. They got a long week, and uh, we'll we'll see what they do against the Colts, man. We'll see what they do. Okay, so anyway, shout out to the fan. Appreciate all y'all for being in the stream, man. Listen, we just touched down at twelve o'clock tomorrow. I don't know if I'm gonna do a stream. They got the, uh, I think the Carolina Panthers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are playing tomorrow. I'm not sure. I might do it like a, they call it a hate stream. I don't think it's. I, I'm not going. I'm not hating. But I think the Falcons and the, the Buccaneers play at our regular 12 o'clock spot. I might do that. If y'all uh, are up for it and y'all feel like, hey, yeah, Q, do that, then let me know, man. Uh, you know, holler at me. Let me know if that's what you want to do. And I'll, I'll pop it. Let me check to make sure here. Yeah, they're at 12. Our regular, they're in our time spot regularly. The Falcons, 3-3 three and three against the – no, it's the Buccaneers. It's the Buccaneers. Okay, I thought it was the Panthers. No, it's the Buccaneers. So the Falcons and Bucks play. Uh, and I guess that would be a game that we would kind of care about. And, you know, I guess, uh, you know, that would be a game we kind of care about there. So, uh, again, let me see Panthers. I think the Panthers, who they play. I think the Panthers are off this week. Are they off? Yeah, the Panthers are off this week. So they give them a break from losing. 
All right, so anyway, yeah, I might pop up, fam. I, we'll see. All right, but anyway, with that being said, let me get on out of here. Listen, I appreciate all y'all for chiming in on this one. Okay, the family member said do it. Okay, all right, well, there it is. You know, all right, all right, I'll do it then. That's what y'all want. I'll do it. All right, but anyway, with that being said, let me get on up out of here. I appreciate everybody for chiming in on today's show. Much love to all our fantastic callers. You guys are awesome. Appreciate the calling and game dropping that you get. A lot of levity, a lot of educational game that you guys uh, brought to the stream. As always, we appreciate you kindly. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow, man, and, and we'll talk about it some more. Uh, maybe talk about somebody else and watch somebody else lose. Maybe that'll help us <laughs> feel better. Ain't that cool? All right, so much love to y'all. Y'all have a good one. Much love and who Yeah. I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Long as I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. Sports coma, yeah, this is where we do that. 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 Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. I'm a who that. Sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Somebody please better help. Running this thing like elf. Thank God every day I'm not a felt. Go to YouTube live with Big Q and the guys. If you ain't ride or die, the bandwagon get flipped. Been marching in, that was way for the ring. I was yelling out your shame for the championship. Fucking on town, duck down. Falcons, pluck, get shut down. Panthers ain't much touchdown. The vision really belong to us now. So much hate on the Saints, you could probably tell. Ever since Bounty Gate hit the NFL, when things seem fishing and you probably smell. The crooked referees are Roger Goodell. Fucking like this, and I'm a who that. Every day I'm living, I'm a who that. Lose or winning, I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. Where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that, where we do that. Boogie like this, and I'm a who that. It's the sports coma, this is where we do that. You're listening to the sports coma with Big Q and the guys on the PRO Media Network.
WhoThatDaily.com. That's right, the WhoThatDaily.com. Your one-stop shop for everything New Orleans Saints, New Orleans Pelican, LSU Tigers, even the top flight boxing news. So if you're a Who That and you're looking for a place to stay up on your team, WhoThatDaily.com is your site. The WhoThatDaily.com for the sport Who That in all of us. That's right, the Pro Shop is the platform store where you can go and buy all the latest merch to support the platform. Available at the Pro Shops, we have dozens of hundreds of products available for you and your family. Unisex tees for men and women, hoodies and sweatshirts, tank tops, kids and baby items, long sleeve tees, mugs, pillows, wall art, bath bedding, face masks, phone cases, stickers, bags, fanny packs, socks, hats, and many other items. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.